0: It's episode 33 of the Modern Gamecast. We are the Redley Leaf Cast. I'm your host JD, and we're starting off with you today, Mother.
1: <gasps> Me today? Yes. Oh no, I don't know if you want to do that.
0: You are not the main event. You are the opening match. So therefore, oh, no. you have to you have to start off the podcast hot <laughs> and ready for the audience to bring the excitement.
1: Last of Us Part Two.
0: That's right. That's the that is the game of the month uh, for June. We are doing the June games. I have already recorded every game from the month of June with Jay, whom we'll be,
1: uh, nice. be doing
0: that later. But he had a family emergency right oh, before no.
1: we oh, recorded no.
0: our Last of Us 2 discussion.
1: Oh, no. I hope and everything's I, okay. That was
0: full spoilers, detailed, or that's going to be full spoilers, detailed <laughs> uh, discussion over the game. It's ending uh, the story. The whole shebang. We're doing it all.
1: <gasps> wow. And I only watched part one of part two. I don't know how many parts there are, but I three and a half hours for just seeing, like, I don't know, the first half or whatever.
0: Well, the game uh, took me about 22 hours to complete. Wow. So, wow. Um, it wasn't as long as Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh-huh. It took me just over 30
1: well, I was told I should have watched Last of Us part One to get the basis of the whole thing. Um, but I'm like, uh, well, it kind of already gave me a synopsis of it before, you know, watching Last of Us part two, kind of of uh, what happened, you know, of any in information. Part
0: One. Any information that's pertinent to part two, they recap for you and that's throw into the story, so it's totally yeah. fine. Yeah. The, the thing I about I do not feel
1: lost.
0: Oh, well, you... I don't feel like
1: I lo- lost anything because yeah. I didn't know anything. You know, I'm like okay, whatever. I don't think I missed out on anything. I got it.
0: So it's a game made by Naughty Dog. It is a PlayStation 4 exclusive. It is the sequel to the well-renowned and highly successful The Last of Us game that came out on the PS3. Mm -hmm. I played it. I've played it multiple times through. I absolutely love the game. I love the story.
1: The graphics are incredible.
0: Yes, very much so. I, I, I I truly believe that even with the new consoles coming out at the end of this year, uh, the the launch titles will not look as good as really? Last of Us Part Two. That's how mm-hmm. gloriously great this this game looks.
1: Yeah, I mean it. it was. Uh, uh, I was watching it through MK Ice and Fire. Ah,
0: I am familiar with this one. This time and
1: um, the the graphics, I. I you know, I, I started watching it, you know, I, I was like, okay, it's two o'clock. i watch <laughs> it for an hour. And then I go, Oh, it's three twenty, Huh? have <laughs> <laughs> been watching it over an hour and I really want to see more, you know? And, uh, so <laughs> the next thing I know, I go, cause now I have to take Dean home, you know? And mm-hmm. I go, well, um, how much time is left? There's like three minutes left. To to watching the the first part of this. And I'm like, well, you may as well stay and finish watching it with me, you know, because he Dean kind of like liked watching it too. Um, I go, you know, we don't have to watch this. He goes, No, I'm okay. You're you're you are you you got to do it. I go, I don't have to do anything. You can stop you know? whatever I'm, you want. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm I'm enjoying it. So I don't know if you're enjoying it. He goes, No, I'm enjoying it. So, like, okay, we'll watch the rest of it. Um, and it was like, Okay, now it's five thirty <laughs> <laughs> and I go, Well shit, let's just see what, how much time I got left on this. Okay, we got three minutes. So can you wait three minutes? Yeah, I'll wait three minutes. So we finished watching the whole thing. So we ended up watching, you know, three and a half hours.
0: <laughs> so take me through take me through the story, your thoughts on the story, the the gameplay, all of your thoughts over The Last of Us Part Two. It's well, become a very divisive game in the uh, gaming community currently.
1: Why? What's so di- divisive about it?
0: So, th- there's some Such controversy. Well, there's some controversy uh, in the game in general. Uh, before the-, the game was delayed, was
1: a fan of the the girl on girl thing. I mean, I-, I I can do without that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well.
1: Um, Some people, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that. I just, I I don't think it needs to be in the game. That's just my thought. Um, but now that we're in the new world, uh, I, I, okay, whatevs. Uh, I'm glad they didn't take me all the way into the thing, them. But I, I do know that there's games out there that actually, you know, have you do? They take it all the way into the sex part and showing everything. And I'm like, oh, oh there's a ew. sex. Game.
0: There's a sex scene in this game.
1: I'm aware. I saw it. Oh, even further on.
0: There's another one. Yeah.
1: Oh, a well, different I character. Going. Oh, hmm. Is it guy on guy? No. Oh, okay. I know. Is very
0: it very guy and girl? Right?
1: <laughs> is, it, is it a girl and guy? Yes. Okay.
0: So the uh the controversy and, and divisiveness more? <laughs> a lot more again <laughs> i guess i'm going to
1: have to watch part 2
0: <laughs> the game the game uh was delayed multiple times and then leaks came out spoiling certain sections of the game people got oh, really upset okay. with what was spoiled and then sony uh-huh. along with naughty dog started invoking uh, copyright strikes and takedown uh, requests, legal th- legal actions being ta- taken for okay. just trying to keep this game under control, which is kind of yeah, not not illegal, but it's very scummy
1: uh-huh. what they were doing.
0: And a lot of fans of the first game what were very Sony pissed was off. Doing? Sony and Naughty Dog themselves, yes,
1: what they were doing was yeah. na- nasty. Yes, and then
0: uh, the game came out finally it's been highly touted, highly anticipated and uh review critics Sony and Naughty Dog invoked a <sighs> injunction that you could only review or or reveal in your reviews uh the first half of the game okay mm-hmm. so a lot of these reviews are 9 out of 10s, 10 out of 10s, etc, perfect scores, you know, very good Mm-hmm. But they leave out the entire second half of the game. And for a long story-driven game, that's, that can be very misleading. And I, I think mm-hmm. it is misleading.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not can be, it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and then upon playing it, when I got to the halfway point, something very dramatic and drastic happens, you know, left turn 180 style. Yeah. And if you look at all of the user reviews, very low scores.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: It's at that point where the game really falls off a cliff in a lot Mm. of ways, Mm. Uh, just from a narrative perspective, Mm -hmm. just from that singular device that they use. Uh, So that's the big controversy there Mm. and divisiveness. So what did you think? And uh, take me take me through your thought process, uh, the characters, the story. Deal.
1: Well, uh, when it first started, you know, it, it was giving me a, a background about the, the e- Ellie mm-hmm. and uh, what happened to her, you know, and that she's immune and and Joel uh, got her away from the scientists who would have killed her. Yep. And then uh, and then four years later. She's all grown up, and, and in the town of wherever
0: Jackson, Wyoming.
1: My, okay, in the mountains, and um, Joel, Joel, and Tommy. Do yes. I want to say okay, Tommy? Um, I I can't remember. Was was that his brother or just a real good friend? Brother. Brother. Okay. So, uh, the, the, the group of them have to, um, they go on patrol and they find things. And, uh, who is the guy that had the, the, uh, pot underground? Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah he's,
0: he was a, he was an older older guy that used to yeah you he never died actually at 73
1: yeah you never yeah. really see him but um you know what she she has to you know always collect nuts and bolts and things for her um med- medical and I, w- I didn't really know uh, at the beginning what she was immune from and it wasn't until you get further in that that you realize oh okay these are zombie people and, uh, you know, so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of messages that she has to pick up. Mm-hmm. Ellie does. And, um, I, I was, who is it? I was in, I guess the second hour of watching it when, um, the, uh, group, uh, can't recall the group's name. Um, Federation, whatever they are, Wolfs, um,
0: what they go by, what is it? W L F's, wolves, W-L-F's, wolves.
1: Wolfs, okay, yeah, that they that they killed Joel. I was like, holy shit, that was pretty violent.
0: Well, um, it's um, it's a woman and her her. Comrades right that are part yeah. of wolf's it's not really a directive from Wolf mm-hmm. despite you know what you're led to believe it's just the it it it's just these uh these group of people that had a vendetta against him,
1: yeah, so I don't know what the vendetta was because they really didn't say what he did, uh but they were after him all along. Yeah. And and they that him and Tommy actually find that girl out in the the forest mm-hmm. and bring her back to where she was and then when he tells her her name his name, you know, she goes all whack and whacked him to death. Yeah, you know, so no I'm, no proof or anything. Really just know, hey my yeah. name's Joel. Oh, I'm looking
0: for a Joel. Must be you.
1: Right. Like, what? <laughs> Right. And um, yeah, Joel had enemies, supposedly.
0: Well, I mean, he traveled across the country, uh, took out many people along the way and uh, murdered an entire hospital worth of people uh, getting Ellie out of there. So it could be any number of people.
1: (laughs) Right. And I and I'm just shocked that he didn't get out of this and that they actually killed him, you know. And and left Tommy and Ellie to to live and be found, and and they yeah, took how convenient, off. convenient, right? so, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and, a big theme in the game. Oh, how convenient they survived. How convenient they lived. Oh, what a <laughs> what a convenience! This guy just happened to uh, not shoot in this second, or you know, whatever. But as soon as yeah. as soon as you meet as soon as Joel or another character, it's just bang—they're dead. Oh, okay, cool. I guess plot armor didn't work for them in this one instance.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, he's killed all these people, he's gone through, you know, gone through the entire country, uh, and and then they take over and, and kill him? I'm like, what? So, uh, you know, um, so then Ellie and her friend take off after Tommy because now Tommy's gonna, he's up for revenge. And so I'm surprised they hadn't caught up with him yet. Cause he was only a day ahead of them. Yeah. You know, more, more so <laughs> yeah. So kind of where it ends up that, um, where I ended stopping for, for after three and a half hours, um, was when they they were, when she was playing music or whatever.
0: Ah, uh, yes.
1: And that's, wh- that's got when... To,
0: yeah. You were ju- you just got to yeah. Seattle. Your it's a little open world area. Um, that's really right. the only one like it in the game that you come across. Oh, okay. It's it's a very strange section of the game. Uh, it's it's interesting how the game has all of these areas, right? and the objective yes. the objective is environmental immersion and I'll go into mo- much more detail with Jay on the importance and fo- focal point of the game and in just that aspect because uh-huh. the Seattle environmental immersion is it, it's it doesn't do anything truly different than say a game would in the past
1: right Mm-hmm, mhm
0: because it's 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 an open world but it's it's constricting you in this open world and nothing's really happening you're not really doing much uh,
1: there's not no character really. development nothing absolutely nothing went on and that was for what for like almost an hour of nothing
0: <laughs> right and that's that's a big issue in the game that I had is yeah. there's just so much of this
1: of nothing, nothing
0: that's happening. And the objective, again, is environmental immersion. And Mm -hmm. the Seattle, the immediate uh, uh, reaction to getting to Seattle and seeing everything is, like, that initial viewpoint is good, and then it doesn't keep you invested in that environment. Okay.
1: Not a, well, you know. So yes, so they had some areas where you know they had to kill some some zombie-like people, and okay, whatever.
0: Right, and, and that that's, was it. That's not any different than the previous game. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just uh, now that now that they they give you the illusion that it's an it's an open world, and much of what you can what you do in there is very is very optional. Uh huh. But. With this new mechanic of oh, I can go in and out of any building I want pretty much, uh, you find yourself wasting more time than you need. Yeah, and you don't really, you don't get anything extra by 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 discovering and scavenging, right?
1: Right. Because because, you know, they they point out, oh, there's the court and then they just keep going going on and they end up in this one one other area of Seattle and they go, well, we need to go to the court. I said and, and I even said to Dean, I go, weren't they just there? Right. He goes, yeah, but they didn't go inside. I'm like, what do you need to go inside for? They probably need to find some stuff. Oh, okay. Well, that's stupid. Why did they just do that in the first place? Well,
0: they were looking for gasoline, and there was two locations that there could possibly be gasoline, and so you can power the generator that'll open the gate. Uh, A a lot of instances in the game is you do do these things one time, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then it wants to introduce a new mechanic, and another one, and another one. Mm -hmm. But they're not mechanics. They're just... There are things like, okay, this time I'm going in this open world to find gasoline, so I'm going in and out of these buildings uh, that's marked on a map. And then Uh later on, it's very much rinse and repeat of some really low-key, do-nothing formula that's like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether you can stay engaged in the cutscenes and the story and the uh, environmental engagement, it's really up to the player rather than you actually playing something or having meaningful dialogue or character development. You got a lot well, of that what, in the first. Yeah.
1: Game. And, and at one point I, I'm like, I'm getting dizzy because this guy is going around and around. I go, God, I wish it would stop. <laughs> <going around," laughs> cause I'm getting dizzy because he's not going anywhere. He's just, it, it's like, he's letting me see everything, you know, uh, but actually he's looking around because he's probably got to find something. You know, but he kept doing that. I go, I'm getting dizzy. He needs to move on from this, whatever he's doing. I need it. Right. You know, God, this is krukku. <laughs> but I thought the graphics were really good. I did enjoy it uh, so much so that I did watch. You know, the three and a half hours yeah. worth because it is what like watching a movie um, with the with the way the graphics are and and um, the. Uh, voiceovers and just uh everything about it It, it's really cool um but i can see where things can get monotonous Mm -hmm. and kind of redundant Mm -hmm. and you're like because i i was like how how long does one of these (laughs) games take oh i don't have patience for that they've been been low-key
0: making this game for like seven years
1: oh my god
0: yeah because the wow. first one came out in 2013,
1: so wow, wow. Uh, they've
0: made. Of course, they've made games in be in between, but yeah, um, I think they first announced this maybe three or four years ago or something. Uh huh. It's it's taken a long time to make. Uh, well, they have
1: done very well at at it. I mean, the the graphics are are really good. You know, to down to the point where you know everybody's got wrinkles in their shirts or. You know, um, th- the hair is mussed up, you know, it's got hair, f- you got hair fibers and, um, to me, the graphics were, were well done.
0: So sales wise, it's, uh, it's, be- it's, uh, it's become PlayStation 4's fastest, ex- fastest selling exclusive. It's sold over, uh, Four and a half million copies uh, just in its uh, first week, essentially.
1: So Uh, when did this come out?
0: It came out um, June 19th.
1: Okay. So So it hasn't even been out for a month.
0: the, The theory, though, is because it's had so many issues with fans that this is already the peak, right? This is how many Mm -hmm. you're going to see rather than everyone who gets a, gets a console or over time, it just keeps going up in sales, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not going to, they're not going to see that they're thinking.
0: Well, that's, that's kind of the theory behind that. What they, Mm -hmm. what they, I think what Naughty Dog thinks is it's eventually going to get to like 10, 12, 14 million.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, you can wish. <laughs> I
0: and mean, they can wish. I just don't. With with how much, uh, with how much user um, negativity is behind the game, I just yeah. don't see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, of course, there's a lot of SGD- SJWs uh, behind the game because there's a lot of. Uh, unfortunately, there's been a lot. There's a lot of shit people out in the world, mom. I don't. I don't know if you're you're aware of this. <laughs> Really? What yeah, are you I know, right? about? It's crazy. They've yeah they, they the game because Ellie's gay and, and uh, another another female character you meet later in the game she has muscles and you know there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of uh, death threats and abuse towards people involved in the game uh, unfortunately what yeah uh, so that that's been that's been a side note uh, of how shitty people can be yeah in the real world which really sucks.
1: Well, I I'm in the real world, but, uh, you know, you don't, the the thing is, is that it's going to be there regardless. And you don't have, you, you can move on, you know? Um, it's not like you don't see it on TV today. You don't, you see it, turn it, turn something else on until that that part is gone, or don't watch it at all, or don't purchase it mm-hmm. at all. You know, uh, you're no one's telling you that you have to continue watching that, or uh, I don't know. Can you skip through that stuff? I, I don't know. On the, in right. the game, can you know if if I came across that I'm playing it, I prefer not to be a part of that watching or being. Uh, involved in that. Can I move on from that? Do I have that capability in the game to say, I, I'm, I want out of this part mm-hmm. and move forward. Do I have that ability?
0: Uh, just to... Do I? No.
1: See, and that's where, that's where I go. Okay. Well, if I don't have, it's if I don't have that ability to um, allow me to not be a part of that, then I prefer not to purchase the game if that's, if that's what they're going to subject me to. Um, do I want to go watch a porno movie? Um, <laughs> no, you know, I, I, you're telling me that there's going to be that in there. I choose not to have, I choose not to be, um, watching that. And if I, if I don't have the option of, of, of being released from that section mm-hmm. that I can opt out, and move forward. Um, I prefer not to purchase the game then.
0: See, when I was playing it, I had it with everything that was being shown in front of me and how the the narrative was was going. I thought it was going to explore some like real issues that's in the world that the game is in. Right. So Ellie's mm-hmm. gay. Sure. Okay. Cool. How 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 is this going to be important to the game? Right. How how right. is this going to impact the character and who she is? Well, uh, my thought was, well, she's immune, and doctors are either all dead, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, or they can't really use her for a cure without killing her. So what's right? So I'm thinking, okay, well, the only option then is reproduction, right? You're in the right? fucking apocalypse. Like pr- producing more human lives is very important, uh-huh. right? Right. So I thought they were going to go in the direction she's gay and she's immune and that in itself is an inner conflict to her, okay? Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Does does she struggle with who with, with her with with being true to herself or does she really want to play a part in kind of the quote unquote saving humanity part, right? Ah, mm-hmm. That's a that's a true story and inner struggle that they could tell. And that way that's being true. that way being gay is more than just oh I'm gay therefore I am I am now part of the 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 movement of the world situation no make it mean something more
1: yeah why do you have to have sex in the game anyways why <laughs> why
0: well I mean it's in a cutscene
1: I know but why what does that have to do with anything
0: well Nothing. I mean well with the with the way the game presents it 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 doesn't mean anything
1: exactly
0: it's just it's just a sex scene right
1: uh-huh.
0: and they do it with another they do it with another character that's you actually do see nudity and everything and you're and it just comes why out of no- and it just comes out of nowhere why is yeah, it why, why is do it you have and, to have it
1: well here's the what other do, thing do do here's
0: the other thing sony has strict policies where you can't do that yet this game is somehow exempt from that
1: because they spend so much money on it they they go oh i just leave it or maybe it's so deep that nobody actually watched it.
0: <laughs> they never got that far.
1: Uh, they never got that far, yeah, yeah, I mean the, the my my point is is why do you why do you need to have sex in the game it It serves no purpose, well, you can look you can you can have
0: narrative and important things and have sex be a major.
1: Uh, well, then part she should the have story been
0: or, or character growth, or
1: and she should have gotten pregnant and reproduce and you know procreate, procreate. <laughs>
0: but uh, I mean, uh, immune I'm little Ellies everywhere. <laughs> I'm, I, I mean, I'm going to go into a lot more detail later in the podcast with Jay over it, but there there's <laughs> yeah. like a lot of these just miscues and and problems. Like, okay, let me ask you this, Mom. Go you ahead. witnessed you witnessed Joel's death, which is at the very beginning of the game. This is the main character of the first one. And wow, how- yes, so wow, yeah, to they- kill him off. Wow. are you that's. Good question. He's going to be
1: reincarnated. Maybe he didn't really die. No, he got
0: he got his head bashed in with a golf club. He's well, he's yeah, pretty. But they,
1: yeah, but everybody comes back some way or another. Not maybe
0: in this he comes one. Back. No, he's he's he, no, he's super. <laughs> he's dead. totally dead. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's, they he's totally, him. yeah, he's totally yeah, he's totally super they, dead. They
1: put him in the grave. <laughs> yeah, there's a grave maybe, and everything. He's he's toast. Maybe maybe.
0: <laughs> so, your your main character from the first one that you've grown that you've that you've grown attached to loved. Uh, gets killed just bang, bang. he's dead so dead. my initial thought was well that was kind of random and out of nowhere but maybe they can i'm gonna wait for the payoff okay sure how is this gonna pay off because if the payoff is good or they build up to so again going back to the narrative build up between ellie and maybe the character that killed her killed him or the the group that killed him why you know she learns what when where how how and why yeah right Yep. And and then maybe there's conflict between because obviously it's a revenge story at its core. Yeah, Uh, you know, very vanilla. Not really, you know. Oh, it's revenge, but what does it lead to? Uh, Well, I mean, everyone's a human in the end. You know, sympathize and uh, but Ellie becomes a dark character uh, that you grow to hate during the game, really, Mm -hmm. because the game wants you to hate her.
1: Wants me to hate Ellie?
0: Yes. The more you play it, you would you would see what I mean. Oh.
1: Yeah. Huh. Well, that's an interesting twist.
0: Well, the twist is, there is no payoff. <laughs> you don't really truly learn who, what, when, where, why. So, all of the basic things to telling a story and to grab somebody... I mean, Mom, you read a lot of books.
1: Is this a correct they, statement? That, that, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, what happened... There was definitely a disconnect. They took too long because people came in, people worked on it, left. Others came in, worked on it, left.
0: Uh, you've researched <laughs> this game a little
1: bit. No, but that's what I'm thinking because that's well, what happens. That's what happens well, when, you, when you have that disconnect of, of all the of things that are going on that no one has a clue. They're just working on this one section going, oh, let's just make it like this.
0: That's kind of what it felt like, and this in this yeah. game took a toll on the studio. The lead director and lead writer, uh, or co-lead uh-huh. writer or something, they left yeah. during the game. There you go.
1: Well, I didn't have to be a genius for that little scenario, but, did I?
0: When you when you say it out loud, and you can kind of see what's playing out in front of you, yeah. and and now that you say it out loud, I'm thinking, yeah, a lot of these sections felt like it was made by yeah, just a singular group of people, right? Yep. Like, you, make exactly section, you make this section. You make this section. You make this section, and then we'll join
1: it all together. And
0: then the and then the then the mm-hmm. the writer that stayed, his name's Neil Druckmann. He just goes, mm-hmm. okay, well, here's my script. You get this part. You get this part. you get this part, and then I'll just piece it together like a like yeah. a like a puzzle. But some, you know, yeah. If this doesn't Try fit, I'll just cu- so I'll just cut this part and tape it together.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We we'll well, about there, it. There's your cluster mess. Of what happened? That's too bad because it really could have been uh, more successful than it was.
0: Do you remember when we were watching the Netflix series The Witcher? Yeah, and we were really confused at the beginning. Yeah, and then the the more we watched, we we're like, okay, now we're kind of getting it. It was very disjointed right. and everything. Right. This one's like you get what's going on, like, right. you understand what's happening, but in my case, I go. I get what they're going for, but that's dumb. <laughs> like the whole time.
1: Well, and here's what happened. So, and uh, probably why I was watching it for as long as I did, because I was waiting for something to, more to happen and it didn't. Uh, you know, because at the beginning, um, it was making sense. Things were working, but then when Joel got killed, I'm like, what? And then after that, it just went just like, oh, what are they going here for? And I was I was even asking Dan, I go, what are they going here for? What's the point? I don't know.
0: <laughs> exactly. You just you don't really <laughs> yeah. know. A lot of things no. just happen. It's all convenient. And yeah, like when they got to Jackson, I'm like, cool. So. Like, like what's your, what's your first instinct of what, how a story is going to start out, you know, in a zombie, a a fungal zombie apocalypse in this town they've made in, it's Wyoming or Montana, I can't, now I can't remember which state it is exactly. Whichever. Uh, So they're in this cool town, you're learning all these characters.
1: Yeah, they're back, you know, and, and the thing is, they go, oh, so it's back to the cowboy days. Okay, cool you know, they're, they're riding horses cause they don't have electricity anymore and they don't have, um, you know, you got <laughs> the old trades sure. for, uh, you know, hey,
2: so too there's much for this
1: coffee. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so it had a great beginning, uh, because they had the original writers and everybody who was into it. And then after that, it, uh, it started falling apart and, Honestly um I had no and my own thought was well it really wasn't doing much for me at the end I'm I'm not even interested in seeing the second half There you go <laughs> Cuz I liked the beginning but then when they got to that that um they, when they got to Seattle and and the Wolf uh you know stay out or else yeah. uh complex um I I was totally getting bored. Like, mm-hmm. what the? Heck? You know, this is yeah. This is just whatever. So, those are my thoughts. Yeah.
0: I mean, <laughs> I, I've 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 read and listened to a lot of reviews on it, and uh, the ones that are critical have they all make pretty much the same points, right? While the mm-hmm. ones that aren't being critical are just talking uh, talking up how how rate the game looks and feels and all that like yeah that's undeniable that's that like we all see that what you're yeah. what what the praise praise reviews are ignoring is it's a story about characters that never learn from their mistakes nor do they ever grow so it's mm-hmm. self-defeating mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. there's there's so much gratuitous violence for seemingly the sake of violence rather than any showing any sort of regret or anything? I mean, there's lines in the game where it's like, "Oh, she's very uh, apprehensive to kill," but you've just gone through like 20 hours of murdering <laughs> everyone in sight, right? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So it's like, why? Why is she? Like, there's uh, there is a scene where you uh, you get to the uh, you get to see a wolf base, and there's like body bags everywhere because that's who she's killed, mm-hmm. and then. It just shows it's it's a trope where oh I gave this one character five sentences of that dialogue now now when she kills that person all of a sudden she's remorseful get out of here
1: <laughs> uh. <laughs> makes no sense
0: yeah and the the so I just watched an anime called Vinland Saga which is an anime fully focused on at least this part of the story is. A kid wanting revenge for his father's murderer. Okay. So mm-hmm. he jo- he joins this Viking group, this, this mercenary Viking group. And uh, every once in a while, he gets to duel the dude that killed his father just to try and kill him. Right? Yeah. And the finale of the season is he doesn't get to kill that guy. That guy died. Okay. And in his dying yeah. words, he goes, what are you going to do? now you've never thought about it and he had and the main character has like a total mental breakdown because he hasn't really thought of it all he's been focused on is revenge this whole time right okay ellie is all about revenge for joel and you learn on the way to seattle you have dina her girl her girlfriend going like why do you think they killed joel and she just goes "Ah, he's got a lot of enemies could be anybody right (laughs) (laughs) like okay yeah well then you can guess why he died (laughs)
1: right yeah
0: like throw a dart at the board you like learn from that but you don't get it right Right. in the case of vinland saga uh his father was dueling this dude and the guy cheated to win in front of him even used him as a hostage so he fought Mm -hmm. dirty so he's pissed off (laughs) right yeah there's right. your full-on motivation. He knows exactly yeah. who, exactly why, and he has the right to be pissed off. Ellie just goes, right. "Ah, he's he, yeah, you he know, knows. he's killed a lot of people. <laughs> like, could be anybody." <laughs> like, so then,
1: why are you go? Why would you go for revenge then? Right. You know. You know. Right. Who, if and, you and know time, that he has a lot of enemies, then what difference does it make at that point?
0: Right. And and that's, so what, that's what are you
1: going after?
0: <laughs> and that's always the, that's always the crux to revenge too. A revenge story is right. well if you know this then you learn from it, right? And so it's right. a it's a story about learning that revenge isn't the answer. And of course, this story doesn't do that right at all. One bit.
1: Does does she ever catch up with Tommy? Uh
0: she does eventually, yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: What's Tommy's purpose? I mean, uh, Tommy, Tommy, w- Tommy, w-
0: w- Tommy wants revenge, too.
1: Yeah. Tommy wants revenge because they killed his brother.
0: Right. So he, his, his motivation's the exact same, right? <laughs> Not another another spam email. <sighs> All right. So are you going to go back to watching more of this? Or are you going to watch more Final Fantasy VII? What's your, uh, what's your verdict?
1: Did I watch Final Fantasy VII? Yeah, you did. back Oh, in I did watch. I, you know, actually, uh, I, I would rather watch Final Fantasy VII that over was, this. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: You like your sci-fi
1: stuff. <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's right. I did watch Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. So what's well, happened. I've slept since then. <laughs> okay. Slept in the last couple months.
0: So, mother, yeah. I gotta ask what is your uh, what is your ranking of the game S A B C D F? What do you got?
1: Uh, I would give it a, a, a. I'll give it a C minus.
0: Ooh, big bad. Only because bad low score it, it for you.
1: It, yeah, only because it got lost in translation later. Okay, you know. Uh, and unfortunately, um, even not knowing until now, you know, that, that disconnect was there because mm-hmm. people quit <laughs> or got fired or whatever. So, you know, this, it, unfortunately, you know, it took a long time for this to come out and for them to, uh, put out a product like that, it, it's, it's very disappointing uh, to a lot of people who've waited for this to come out and, and to have, um, the disconnect of characters that really shouldn't have been, um, eliminated.
0: <laughs> Not in the way it went down at the very least.
1: No. Uh, so in that regard, I, I, I'll stick to my, my C minus. It, it was a little on the disappointing side. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Well, um, we're at the halfway point in the year, and so far your top two games of the year, Mom, are Final Fantasy VII Remake and Animal Crossing New Horizons. (laughs) There you go. Those are your top two games.
1: (laughs) And there you have it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So our next game uh, that comes out on July 19th is Ghost of Tsushima, a crazy samurai game coming out. Also story written, it seems.
1: Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. July nineteenth, it comes out. Yes, indeed. Okay.
0: I got that game on pre-order. I've been—that's my most anticipated game of the year, actually.
1: Is that your PS game?
0: That is my play, That's a PlayStation game. It's yeah. Oh, so. all right. All I'm, right. sh- I'm kind of shocked you—you uh, you watched as much as you did. Uh, at least you. <laughs> Enjoyed it. I to did. I enjoyed
1: it. I enjoyed it up until that point, you know, and, and, uh, unfortunately, um, it was disappointing at that ending, mm-hmm. you know. Uh,
0: my last final thought with you is, uh, and question is, um, when it was switching back and forth between Ellie, Joel, and, uh, Abby, the character, the, 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 the woman with muscles. What did you yeah. what did you what did you think of the switching back and forth and then how that all kind of uh wrapped together for that for that one moment? Was that too much, too little, too fast in between?
1: What I I'm I'm not sure what area you're talking about.
0: The very beginning of the game. So you start off with Ellie and Joel, and then you're only Ellie and then you're only Joel, uh you're seeing their perspective and then you switch to the woman in the mountains, and then she meets up with Joel, and then you get the, the whole, hey, I'm Tommy, this is my brother Joel, and they blow his leg off kind of situation. It kept switching between a bunch of the characters at the start.
1: Oh, um, I I don't know. Uh, I didn't feel, um, I thought, I, I didn't feel anything, um, awkward or anything like that is that what you're referring to yes yes did Did it no uh i just thought they were bringing in another character i um i didn't feel anything i thought so too
0: i thought that that's what they were doing and uh, you know it was gonna be it was gonna be something involving jackson and uh this group this group is actually like this um could be a uh Mercenary group or something that wants to take over the town, or
1: that's what I thought at first. That you know that I knew they were looking for somebody because I I wasn't really sure what that. Well, I thought was they were about. looking for I Ellie. Was...
0: They they, they I, heard well, the rumors. I didn't even of... think
1: that. I just felt I knew they were looking for somebody. I wasn't sure who they were looking for because I don't think they ever said no who they were looking for. No, it wasn't until was um, like, "Oh, Joel, that's so the guy," <laughs> right. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Apparently, Yeah. Um, but I mean, my God, anybody could be named Joel. Are you sure you got the right guy? Yeah. Praise. You know, oh, you're the one I'm looking for. Really? <laughs> like there's n- n- only one Joel in the whole area.
0: Right. Especially in the apocalypse of all. The, you know. uh,
1: yeah. You know, so. But anyway, um, I wasn't sure what what they were about and i actually thought they were going to take over the town or or intercept into the town right to i mean which they certainly should have right the slow discovery of this is the
0: joel we're looking for or yeah something and then they're on the run also with the apocalypse going on and uh yeah yeah
1: you know, and and she's like, ah, oh, screw it, I'm just gonna go on my own. And then ultimately, you know, gets stuck in that uh sorta of blizzard. It was there and then it wasn't there, and then it was there and then it wasn't there kind of thing. Right. There
0: was <laughs> yeah, there was just so many things when you, yeah. you,
1: you the more
0: you talk about the story, the more yeah. you question it. And yeah. That's not that's not a good thing. No. Because <laughs> you should like, if, if we talk about the first couple seasons of Game of Thrones or Battlestar Galactica or, uh, I don't know, X-Files, anything, you're always yeah. talking about the progression. You know, everyone has their own theories in their head where it could go, and and then you start talking about, okay, that's interesting that they went this direction with it, that's cool,
1: mm-hmm. and you keep
0: talking about it in last of us two, it's a lot of backtracking. Why did they do that? I don't get it. That's stupid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah I, I actually thought she, okay. She, cause she says, okay, I, I'm going, uh, screw it. I'm going, I'm going there myself. You know, where is that? Where's that lodge with the light on? Right. And, and, uh, you know, and then supposedly she got caught in the blizzard and, you know, they're, there was all that little story thing going on and, and well, wait a minute. If she was, uh, so close to where she came from, how'd they get back so fast? Right. But anyway, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, why didn't they continue on in their own direction and take her with them? Cause I, I would think that they were closer to, to the town than they were wherever she was at the lodge. Right you know but um it, it was just a, a a real strange thing um i didn't have a problem with with them bringing her in and how they did it uh uh what i had a problem with was was when they went back to her area and and you know they end up killing him mm-hmm. i was like that was just out of left field, and they still haven't really explained what who they are or what their purpose was. No, nothing, nothing. Yeah, and you're so. three and a half hours into the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. There
0: you go. Imagine playing another like ten hours, and you just no. you just you're just like ah, what?
1: <laughs> no, that that would be very disappointing to get to the end and go. What did I just play? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what happened through all this? And I had to do all this nonsense shit to get yeah. there.
0: Well, uh, as soon as I hit the stop record button, I'll kind of tell you what the rest of the game is. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. So, uh, gave it a nice little C minus. I think it's your worst yeah. game of the year
1: <laughs> that you've reviewed. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, you know, and I six. started out so well. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I started out really good. Like a lot of people, you know, they thought the graphics was really good. Yeah, which it was, yeah. no doubt about that. Um, but it got lost in translation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, Again, we got Ghost of Tsushima coming up next month. Alright. Talk to you then. Alright. Jay, we're back for episode 33, Modern Gaming Cast. Just heard my mom uh, talk a lot of Last of Us 2. Very surprised she uh, watched as much as she did. Uh, that was spoiler free. So of course... We're going to do the spoiler and more in-depth part of The Last of Us 2. But that's going to be the last game we talk about on the podcast. That's the main event. You okay with this? I'm fine with this. We
2: both have things to say.
0: We have a lot of things to say. It's, uh, it's definitely the hot topic. A lot of people have varying opinions on it. Um, but I hope that the topics we're going to tackle uh, are going to be sections and things of the game that people are i don't want to say ignoring but uh, concentrating on the wrong things yeah look Maybe. i
2: don't not like it
0: i don't not like it either
2: <laughs> double negative for a positive
0: yeah, yeah so we got let's see i believe the same amount of games as last month
2: if i'm not mistaken. Yeah, and one of them Three, four, is five? region region Restrictive for some reason, and um, it's oh, hold your tongue on that one.
0: <laughs> yes, so we got five games to talk about, and a uh, just real quick. Did you ever play SpongeBob Bikini Bottom?
2: Uh, I not five. You're not five. Okay.
0: Well, it came out in the early 2000s. All right. Okay. And a lot of people have nostalgia for this game a very
2: I've, I've heard about the rehydration it um it's terrible
0: oh my god I played I got to play this uh, right before it came out a little early copy uh, yes my video game stores back open that I like doing um, they're implementing uh, social the social distancing stuff and X amount of people allowed in the store at a time etc etc um, so I got to play this and I asked them if they had any copies of the original Bikini Bottom, and they did. So I played a little bit of that first, then I played a little bit of the remaster. Now, you and I know something about remasters. being I mean, fucked. there mm-hmm. was a whole month of like remakes and remasters in April. <laughs> it was great. I liked them. Yeah. So you kind of know uh, my stance. Uh, we kind of have an expectation of remasters these days. Is that far-fetched to say? No okay so battle uh, battle for bikini bottom rehydrated is getting a lot of flack with fans because it got bad review scores mm-hmm. like almost overall uh, from the critics and they're they're very upset they're like oh wow I've even seen people commenting on Twitter and on on these things saying oh it's a it's a 20 year old game well, almost. Uh, what do you expect? You should review it like it's a 20 year old game. Do you think this is a fair uh, critique?
2: No, because it came out in 2020. The remaster did. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So it should be judged as a game that came out this year. They ah. can fix. Like, dude, if you look at the Spyro collection, like, yeah, okay, it does play like a 90s game, but they did change it enough where it is, what, 2017? 2018? Yeah, whenever that came out. It's it it's a feels like a, one of those games. It's not like limited to its old. Yeah, you're not know trying to say.
0: Yeah, like uh, the medieval remaster is uh, the example I'd I'd point to because that game controlled like ass in 1990. Whatever it came it out, right? still controls
2: right? like ass. Mm,
0: no, because the ca- there's a camera that exists in the remake <laughs> in the remaster.
2: Uh, uh, I. Still find that game incredibly frustrating and incredibly difficult. Hmm.
0: Well, I mean, it is difficult. There's no doubt about that. But control wise, it's way better. Like, there's no doubt about that at all. So they they improved and fixed a lot of the issues that plagued the first game, and that caused me to really like the remaster. Uh, it's a it's unfortunate that the uh, second the sequel will probably never see the same love. Well, Battle for Bikini Bottom, people treat this game like it's fucking Mario 64. <laughs> well, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it is not. The game controls like ass, and the remaster fixes none of these things. Hmm.
1: There's
0: nothing. It's still the same controls. All they did was put, some, put a fresh cone of paint on it. And that is, to me, not the standard of remasters and remakes. And I, I really like your comment of, it's a game that came out in 2020, we should judge it like it.
2: Well, it makes sense to me.
0: Yeah, no, I I completely agree. If you want to remaster a game and have it come out today, you got to fix at least the controls uh, from what plagued the original game, which this one did not. And you got to change some things that, like level designs. If if uh, there are some more egregious things... Like, okay, here here's an example. The uh, the Falling Boulder level in Medieval... Oh, God. Is, it's a nightmare. Yes, it is. Right? But, in the remaster, because you can actually visually see any, everything better, they, they revamped a little bit of the health system to be more forgiving, uh, they do things where it's not a nightmare anymore. It's still difficult because the part is meant to be, right? Mm-hmm. But it's improved. Bikini Bottom, just nothing, just nothing. It's garbage. It's a garbage game. (laughs) It doesn't change it. If you still have nostalgia for it, hey, cool. More power to you. Then you're going to be more forgiving than someone who doesn't have nostalgia for it. But you can't, you can't disagree that a lot of the things that plague the original are just still part of it. And if you go back and look at reviews of the original, uh, they're the same. They criticize the exact same things. So. Why would the remake be any different? A remaster, in this case.
2: Yep. No, it makes sense to me. Like you, yeah. They should have done some things to actually improve the game.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's get into our five games. Uh, our five games are Shantae and the Seven Sirens, Minecraft ju- Dungeons.
2: Ah, uh, you mean Diablo I... Minecraft Edition?
0: Yeah. Sure. Desperados Three, Ninjala, and The Last of Us Part Two is how we're gonna go in that order. All right. The these one. are the June. These are the June games. It's July now, so as usual, uh, at the top of every month, we discuss uh, some of our some of the big game releases and things we played from the previous month that were released.
2: And well, technically, Minecraft Dungeons came out in May, but anyway, Uh, yeah, technically, but end of May. <laughs> eh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's 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 Diablo. Yeah, but uh, Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Jay, have you ever played a Shantae game before? I have not, and I don't know what this is still. It is a Metroidvania. Gotcha. About sum it up?
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you know how the game plays
2: and works. I sure do.
0: Um, Yeah, Shantae is a uh, pretty cult classic franchise at this point. The original came out on the Game Boy Color in the early 2000s. Um, Very good game, and... So this one went back to kind of back to the the level design where it's a Metroidvania of one large interconnected world, mm-hmm. quote unquote. While the previous game departed from that and did kind of a hub world, your main one, and then you would go into sections, mm-hmm. and that would be kind of like a Metroidvania type thing. You'd complete this one sub-area, and then you go back to your main... War- More like, I would say... Not a... Not a, uh... Monster World game, but a, um... Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy was the game I am thinking of. Uh, that style. But, um, The people from Shantae and the Seven Sirens actually contacted uh, Studio Trigger, and they did the opening cinematic for this game, which was pretty cool to see.
2: That is pretty dark.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, 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 yeah, it's, it's fun seeing the Shantae kind of characters in universe kind of put into a nice little anime style opening and I like Trigger. You like Trigger?
2: I, I do like Trigger, but the most important question is that I have, seeing as now I know Trigger is involved, is did they go to space at all?
0: No. There was no space involved.
2: Well then, obviously, this <laughs> is a terrible game.
0: This is a terrible Trigger game. <laughs> um... So I kind of went into Shantae and the Seven Sirens a little blind, uh, just with kind of goodwill that the franchise has had. I didn't expect much to change in this game. And upon playing this, I thought, okay, this is kind of overly computer anima- uh, animated, I guess is a way to describe how it looks. Like all the characters are, are kind of weirdly and over 60 frames per second movement and gyrating. <laughs> Uh, the The color palettes are kind of less pleasing than, say, a regular the regular artwork of the past. And when you get into the crux of the game and you're gaining all your abilities... Because, uh, you know, Metrovania, Metroidvania, you, you gain the abilities, whatever it might be, then you'd progress further to areas you couldn't reach before because of this ability.
2: Right? Yep.
0: Yeah. Um... In this one, once you reach, I would say, just about the halfway point, the game gets stupidly easy. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by this is, in a Metroidvania, generally the difficulty is when you get your ability, either the in-game enemies get harder... Or the
2: things in the backtracking where things get a little bit more difficult.
0: Right, so a, go- a good example is in Bloodstained, a game I just finished not too long ago, uh, the new areas themselves uh, have a difficulty spike, and you need to use your abilities or uh, level-up system to be able to keep up with the area. And I'm also, I am also playing for the Retro Gaming Podcast. We're doing a Metroidvania cast uh, coming up this uh, coming weekend.
2: Most like, that was timely.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, not totally on, no, it wasn't, I, I think it just worked out that way because it wasn't even my theme pick, but, uh, Circle the Moon, which is a Castlevania game, and that has a card system in it, just like Shantae here, and... When you start backtracking through old areas, new and stronger enemies start showing up in those areas that you've already been to. Plus, you get the new areas with kind of stronger enemies as well. So the the difficulty in Circle of the Moon uh, really gets it really encourages you to level up, use the use the different cards accordingly to to uh, find and fine tune your kind of skills with it with it all, interchange between them. Shantae doesn't do any of that. It's just kind of the same difficulty throughout the entire game, so then the stronger you get, the easier the game gets. It's very bizarre. It's stupidly easy, uh, which it, it makes the game kind of idiot-proof in a lot of ways, which is quite unfortunate. I'm d- I definitely wasn't a fan of it.
2: So wait, if it's idiot-proof, that means I should be able to beat it.
0: Yes, you can beat this. It's very simple.
2: Excellent. It sounds like a J-game. <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean it's definitely more relaxing uh, that, that I mean that first half I was like, hey, this is cool and then the more I progressed I was like man I don't hate this. it's just kind of I'm losing interest because all of the kind of game drive just dissipates as you keep playing hmm. so. and I mean a, a lot what this game does I mean it's it's by way forward. Uh, and they were a bit involved with Bloodstain, so a lot of these game mechanics transferred over, and it, it makes perfect sense, right? Bloodstain had its flaws, and a lot of those same flaws show up in Shantae. Plus, they make it for seemingly a lower age group. I guess I can put it that way.
2: Is it like Baby's First Dungeon? Uh, sorry, Baby's First like Metroidvania?
0: It sure seems like that. Yeah. So, if you're like a fan of the Shantae series, I guess if you like the character art and you just kind of want a, a kickback, relax experience of Shantae, this could be for you. If um, you're new to Metroidvanias and you kind of want an easier experience getting in, this is for you. If you're a longtime Shantae uh, fan or a big fan of Metroidvanias and you're looking for a much more in depth experience, this is not the game for you, I would say.
2: Fair enough. Well, I mean, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not really a Metroidvania sort of fan, so I don't think that it's going to be something I'm going to go play.
0: Mm. I don't. Know, I've seemed to have played a lot this year. I got Ori, Will of the Wisps, I have Bloodstained. I'm playing Circle of the Moon now, and now Chante and the Severed Sirens. <laughs> like, I, I, it's, it's. I can see kind of what the very best of Metroidvanias do, and. Shante just doesn't reach it doesn't reach the same tier as those if you know what i mean ha ha ha
2: you know i i know what you mean so where would you put it on our list i was going to make a tier joke but i got i got nothing
1: uh,
0: you know unfortunately i think this is one of the worst games we've played this year cuz our our list is actually we haven't played atrocious games
2: this year we really know. haven't wait we, we did play the last of us 2
0: <laughs> it's not that bad. Come on. <laughs> uh, so, I think with our tier this year, uh, because we're n- we haven't played any busted ass f- piece of shit games, right? We, ha- I mean, it's almost like those are just gonna automatically belong in the F. So, I'm gonna be really harsh on this one, on Shante Seven Sirens here, and put it in the D ranking. I think it's like the ca- okay, the character animations alone are egregious. As an anime fan, Jay, you would hate this game. (laughs) Right. You would just be like, did anyone try on those? And I I did a little research, uh, and by research I mean I looked up the Wikipedia page. And the the backstory on making the game, it was originally exclusive to the Apple Store. So this is actually a mobile game. That was ported to console. Huh. So... When I saw that, I was like, "Okay, it kind of makes a bit more sense why this was easier than a past one, right?"
2: Mm, yeah, I can, I can. More
0: computer animated because it was going to be on a phone and tablets and stuff, and kind of makes sense. But I'm going to put this in the D tier. Yeah, a little I mean, harsh, probably. But did you try playing it on mobile or not? Uh, I don't have anything Mac. I don't have Apple.
2: Is it only on iPhone?
0: Yeah. That's retarded. <sighs> well, I mean, a lot of games come out on Mac and Apple store.
2: Yeah, no, that is that is true. I'm just saying it's kinda yeah. stupid. Alrighty, dude. A little game came out, uh that both you and I played, and in twenty twenty, why the hell are we not allowed to play with each other because we're in different regions?
0: Uh, oh, you want to talk Ninjala now? I do want to talk Ninjala, because... Right. I'll have to move in my little agenda here.
2: Okay, I was just... Okay, that's fine. What were you... Did you have Minecraft next?
0: Yeah, Ninjala is going to be one of the last ones, but we can talk about no, that. No no, 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 we'll no go
2: to Minecraft next. It, it's Minecraft Diablo. If you've heard our thoughts on it, we can move on to Ninjala.
0: No, I want to talk a little bit over Minecraft Dungeons. Um, because we actually got requests to talk about this game a little bit. Ah, who requested it? Uh, just fans. Got a few emails about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah I, I was kind of surprised, because uh, they noticed we didn't cover it for the Maycast, and uh, they know that I'm not an Xbox fan, and this was kind of an Xbox Game Pass kind of game. And I played this with a couple friends of mine in Germany, and played it for about hour and a half, two hours, I would say. Uh, yeah, it's basically simple Diablo with Minecraft artwork stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's your classic dungeon crawler. It's your loot game. You get things, you sell things, you level up, you rinse and repeat.
0: Yeah, I probably would have played it with you and Joey, but my um, Game Pass thing I let expire, like, shortly after this game came out.
2: I didn't get it on Xbox. I, did, I, I played the session. Ah.
0: Well then we wouldn't. Well I mean you don't have Game Pass either, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, my buddy Joey has Game Pass. I was thinking about like getting it and playing with him for a little bit, but I had already played the game with my uh, friends I keep in contact with in the Deutschland. So <laughs> I mean the Aero Systems kind of fun. Uh, you got to kind of resource manage between you and your friends. As a did you do this in a single as a single player experience or did mm. you play with other people? I watch videos. Okay. So, I can't imagine that this would be even half as fun as a solo experience. This is...
2: Well, that's usually how these kinds of games are. Like, they're more of a social sort of thing as opposed to single player.
0: Yeah, I get that. But, you know me, I'm, I'm generally kind of a solo gamer. Unless uh, I got friends over and then... It's a passing the controller or a co-op experience, something like that.
2: So um, then, what made you play with your German friends?
0: It's just something It was just something to do. We got requests for the podcast to put, cover the game. Uh, I figured I'd give it a try. You know, kind of. I'm I'm up for the occasional one like this, but I I, I don't I don't see myself delve, delving hundreds of hours or tens of hours into online experience games. You know, yeah. it's just not the kind of gamer I am. I mean, if it was free to play, then maybe. You Even so, I, I I like I like my, I got so many games I got to play, and they're not they're not these like Division Two. I generally enjoyed the game a little bit. <laughs> I thought I thought it had a lot. It has a lot of pros and cons to it. A lot of pros. But at the end of the day, it's kind of a it's kind of a game you just got to keep up with. It's like a service in itself, and. I just don't have. I just don't want to divide my time to just one single experience. I like. I like a bunch of them.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I'm... my
0: Minecraft Dungeons. Once I get a couple hours in, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm good. I don't really want to play more. It's one of those games with me. Um, I didn't see anything particularly wrong in it, but it just didn't have that hook to keep me playing.
2: Yeah. Not like I get it. Look. Like, it, as we said, it's if you played Diablo three, Diablo two, maybe not Diablo one, you, you've played this. Like it's, I'm not going to say it's generic, but it it is just quite literally Diablo with a Minecraft skin.
0: mm Hmm. Hmm. I mean, the resource management was kind of funny. The uh, random drops is kind of funny because um, from like the same chest or similar chests, uh huh. You like. Uh, I, I was on the losing end of all of these random drops. Like, my buddies were getting these, uh, like, poison swords all the time. They're, like, level 13, and all I can get are these, like, level 2 common daggers all the time. So, I'm just k- kicking back arrows constantly, and then I'm asking them for more arrows because they are us- They actually have strong melee weapons, and I don't. So, I'm, I'm stuck back begging them for, for their arrows because I'm just spamming all of mine all the time and hoping I get a better bow eventually. So there's an element to the game with friends that makes it a little different than some of the experiences, at least I'm used to in the, in my realm of the gaming world.
2: Hmm. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do wish there was more to the levels themselves. Because in, D- in the Diablo game, there there seems to be, like, a terrain thing. There's different enemies that pop up. This one just kind of felt like zombies in a line, and you got to take them all out.
2: Well, maybe in different areas you're going to get, like, different Minecraft pops. Like, there is enough in Minecraft to differenti- diff, diffy, differentiate, but i mean just after congratulations thank you um (laughs) i guess it's like after a certain point though like you can only do so much with the same zombies so much with the same skeleton so much with the same spider, that kind of thing
0: i don't know this uh, this came across as just kind of a kickback easy to make game and uh it's not meant for a large experience it's just meant for just a Couple friends, you and a couple friends, just goofing around, kind of, kind of game. Nothing wrong with that. It just won't light the light the world on fire. Uh, I'm not sure what Metacritic gave or has. Um, Minecraft Dungeons at Let me see.
2: IGN has it at a seven.
0: Well, IGN has a lot of things at a seven.
2: They sure do. They sure do. Yeah. So Monte uh, you... Seven
0: Sirens got an eighty eight mm-hmm. out of ten uh minecraft dungeons minecrad minecraft dungeons uh oh only a 70.
2: so same as ajian then
0: uh that's not good
2: no it's not it just means it's an average game
0: no well i mean to me an average game is five out of ten
2: <laughs> okay but slightly above it. in every.
0: In terms of the game in terms of the gaming world if you get below an 80 it's generally the game starts getting increasingly worse from there yeah. from the gaming scores yeah. so if you're in if you're in the the 60s and 70s there's major issues with it
2: look as you said with friends i'm sure it's fine i would give it a say for like with friends but the day by itself
0: you know that's fair. D by itself. C with friends. Uh, strictly on that. So what would you like I can, to see? I can I can get behind that. What
2: What would you like to see as the next Minecraft off? Mario Kart Racing? Sorry, like yeah, like a Mario Kart, like racing game or like a um, like a, a Smash Bros sort of thing.
0: I kind of like the racing idea. That does a sound kart pretty. Racer good, kind of yeah. deal.
2: That does sound pretty cool.
0: Yeah, like I different- mean, I. I, I think they could have, I think they missed an opportunity to do a, a lot more uh, fun stuff in the Minecraft universe uh, for Dungeons. Yeah, they should Yeah. 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 So, um, I kind of want to in right Are we going to put it in the D tier just to be extra harsh? <laughs> no, look. I,
2: I'll let you decide. I'm going to put it in the D tier. You're looking at this from a single-player perspective, or you're looking at it from like a multiplayer perspective. That's the thing.
0: I mean, multiplayer, it's C at best. Yes.
2: That's yeah, the okay. problem. D.
0: Yeah.
2: D Minecraft Dorgians. Not good.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not good.
2: <laughs> I do kind of want to play a Minecraft Mario Kart game now. That does sound pretty awesome. Aww. Like, I bet you do. I, I bet you do. Well, don't you? Because it does sound really intriguing now. <laughs> Dude, there's nothing better than like a silly cart racer.
0: Yeah, I like those games. I mean, so, I had a bunch growing up. Those yeah. were, those were my my main uh, focal points of
2: games. No, yeah. I was I was a crash shame racing kid, but that's neither here nor there.
0: Absolutely, no, I'm with you.
2: Yeah. All
0: right, uh, Desperados three.
2: Oh, all right. I'm yes. going to sit back and let you talk about this because you played a lot of this game. Oh my god, it's.
0: It's an experience. Okay, so Desperados 3 came out mere days before Last of Us 2. And this game currently has an 86 on Metacritic. Okay? Okay. It is fly- It is heavily flying under the radar of uh, games this year. Um, it also came out on PS4 and Xbox One. I got it on the PS4. Uh, it's definitely a PC oriented game, uh, just because the controls uh, will take some getting used to, uh, because it's me- it's really it's it's the first two are, P- are PC game PC strategy games, tactical games, and it kind of converting the whole camera system to console just makes you the player. I I mean I I very much admit it. I struggled with the camera a little bit those that 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 first one, two, three levels, just getting used to how to maneuver it properly and, uh, be able to zoom in and out, uh, uh flip the world kind of deal, but uh, a little background of the game, it's, um, developed by Mimi Games, published by THQ Nordic, and, uh, I played this game entirely in German, I'm almost, I'm, uh, getting near the end of it. Uh, I've played, I'm on state, what did I say, 11 of 16
2: or something? Mission Uh, 11 of 16? I think that's what you said to me last night, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I got probably another four or five hours of the game left. Uh, So I've pumped in maybe 15, 16, 17 hours this game at this point. Uh, Mimi Games is a company out of Germany. So it totally makes sense why this game has German uh, language and subtitles, which is awesome. It doesn't have your typical Spanish, French. It has like German, Russian, and English.
2: <laughs> Russian,
0: yeah, Russian was an option. Chinese was an option, I believe. That's different. Yeah, Mandarin, I assume. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So it's a real-time tactics stealth game, uh, and it is not. And, and once you hear that, you automatically think uh, your um, StarCraft. StarCraft. StarCraft yes. isn't really stealth. But it's. It I mean, it's real-time tactics. Yeah,
2: I mean, they could also throw Warcraft into that category.
0: Yes. So that's that. When you when you hear real-time t- tactics, those are the games that come to mind. Get your mind out of that set immediately because this is this is a tactical stealth game the real time element is simply that things are are always moving you're not taking turns okay
2: so it's not like your fire emblem
0: right it's not like that uh this one is uh so you have a a host of characters it's uh, because it's named desperados 3 it's a uh wild west cowboy themed game okay uh you have your host of characters that uh, are in this kind of cowboy generic plot uh, system. the 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 story itself isn't isn't gonna light you on fire. Okay, you're not you're not playing it for the story. Okay, you're playing it for uh, the game the 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 immersive gameplay because you will be engaged while playing this. And I found my I found found myself heavily engaged from the get go. Uh, your host of characters each have their own unique weapon and abilities. So your main cowboy guy, he's got two, uh, two pistols and he can also throw a knife. Okay. You get a, uh, big wild burly hunter guy. He's got a giant bear trap <laughs> and he's, he's got a battle ax. So he can, he can single-handedly take out large kick-ass enemies, right? Um, you got a woman who's kind of that damsel type girl who can, uh, uh, she can put on disguises and, and, uh, f- uh, fake out enemies and maybe distract them and lure them. And then you can beat them up there. She also has a short range, uh, silencer, which is kind of cool. Hmm. <laughs>
2: um.
0: Uh, and I just uh, I just played a couple levels with one of the new characters, where she has she's a Louisiana voodoo witch woman, and she can mind control people <laughs> and hit hit a uh, stick someone with a dart and connect another person with a dart, so you kill two people at once kind of situation.
2: That's what witches do.
0: That is well, I mean. She's she's voodoo woman, so it's pretty it's pretty sick. Didn't you like so trap a chicken? <laughs> so <laughs> so there's one there's one stage which is really tough. Uh, you 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 have so you get your main your uh, your main cast minus the the the, the, the 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 Louisiana woman that we haven't met yet in the, this part part of the game. So they all uh this is right after you blow up the giant railroad track wooden bridge uh over the colorado river okay and they all get like super hammered and wake up in various parts of town (laughs) the next morning and the town is just destroyed like something out of a comedy sketch like a piano's on the roof um there's horses on balconies there's there's uh like all kinds of things Uh, are destroyed and out of out of whack and all your main weapons are missing so the guy with the bear trap has a rake now and so you you can lure people into the path of the rake and uh there was one moment on that stage where i tried luring a dude into the rake so then i could take him out and a chicken actually hit the rake and stunned itself so i'm like oh okay that's kind of weird and then the then the dude was already there, so I had to knock him out. So then when I went to tie him up, uh, I accidentally tied the chicken up instead, and then threw it <laughs> over. I was like, "Okay, that's a thing." Oops. <laughs>
2: uh, that's incredible. Yeah.
0: So there's there, there's a there's a decent amount of comedy to the game. That's I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's unintentional, but there's there's a lot of. Well, I mean that stage in, in itself is is comical.
2: So you should have clipped uh, that part.
0: It's probably saved on the PS4 automatically. Uh,
2: I think so. Is it a trophy. If it was a trophy. Then you would have.
0: No, it's not a trophy. There's not a lot of achievements in this game. Hmm. There's in-game achievements, but not PS PlayStation achievements. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the whole thing's kind of this top-down perspective, and uh, you'll use the right analog stick to maneuver the camera, and then you can hold R two and. Turn the camera, zoom in and out accordingly. Uh, like I said, it's that's probably the most difficult part of the game to get used to, and each level is insanely large, coming from a strategy perspective. So uh, the the crux of you, you you have your end goal. So for example, uh, let's just keep talking about that destroy the bridge level. Okay, so. The, the story is always uh, the, the DeVit company are assholes and you're trying to basically stop the assholes, okay? In this case, you don't want uh, your damsel's farm to be destroyed because the DeVit company is going to kind of blow through it and start a uh, kind of a railroad through it. So, your objective is to destroy the wooden bridge. Therefore, the DeVit company won't be able to come through town. Uh, so... It goes into like this Mission Impossible thing where they're discussing. They go, "Okay, so here we are. There's our bridge. We're gonna destroy it. But hey, we're gonna need some dynamite. Hey, there's dynamite over there. We can either go. We can either get the dynamite from the quarry section or we can get it from the shooting range. But hey, look at all these enemies behind. You know, along the way that we have to maneuver ourselves and and either take out or stealth through. And then once we get the dynamite, let's go back to the bridge, plant it right here." Uh, get a good get a good vantage point to shoot it, and then let's let's meet Hector back at the back at the train and skedaddle. All right, and then it just drops you into this massive stage, and then you're just looking at it all, and it all, it like it never fails. I always go, "Oh my god, how am I gonna do this?" All right, that's it's it's a lot to take in. It's kind of it's kind of overwhelming when you look at each stage because you just don't know how you're going to do it, but then. Because the game is made so well, uh, it's di- like each stage is divided into a section in which your camera can focus in on. So you're not constantly moving, moving it left, right, left, right, up, down, up, down. You just get to that area, and then you stay there. And you're just trying to take out your, your all the various enemies that walk these paths, right? Walk these paths. Uh, certain enemy types do certain things. Certain enemies can view you uh, with their little vision cone. Uh, you know, think of like something out of, um, I like guess Splinter Cell would be an example. You know, don't want to get in their field of vision, otherwise alarms are triggered and a thousand people come at you and you die, which or you get hit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, but luckily, the game has a quick save feature, and it is the most glorious thing in the world. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, I was going to bring that up if you didn't. Um, doesn't the game like strongly hint your quicksave? Like it's been like this long since your last quick save.
0: Yeah, so I didn't like that uh, because it's a feature in the game that just kind of, it's in your fucking face. Where you it should. just goes, hey, you haven't saved in like 30 seconds, you should probably do that. Like, But you can just do what I did, go in the menu, disable it, and then there you go. Jada, Solves that uh,
2: how will you know when to quicksave if you haven't saved in 30 seconds? Yeah, no well. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: very, th- so it's very it's very it's it's almost like it encourages you to be so reliant on this quick save feature that every time you do every little thing, you just go click quicksave. And I don't like that. Cause it feels, but the game has a difficulty level where you almost feel like that's the difficulty of the game itself is how much are you going to spam the quick save option? So I can definitely see that turning off a lot of people, uh, immediately. And then there's a difficulty in itself in the game as, as well with, you know, easy, medium, hard, uh, it's not really much different from the way I'm just naturally playing the game. I'm playing this on hard mode. Because of the way I want to play the game. I want to be uber stealthy. I don't want to ever trigger alarms. I, I want to play the game like the narrative in front of me. So, at least in that sense. Uh, I tend to quick save... I, t- I tend to have a pattern where I'll try to complete an area without saving a few times. Right? But then if I get hung up on one section, I'll at least get to that section, then quick save, and then I can then progress forward from there. So, I don't feel like I'm over spamming it. Right. Yeah. So, uh, But I adore this game, Jay. I adore it. It's let, so
2: engaging. Let, let me ask you a question. Um, How do you fail a level? Is it one person dies, everyone dies, like, what's the go? Yes, you can't have a character die. So one person dies and it's a fail. Correct. Hmm. hmm. But I mean, because
0: of the quick save feature, it's I mean that's totally fine. Uh, and your characters are mostly together in some sort of sense at all times, because you it, it's 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 so satisfying to set up like. Two, three, four of your characters to simultaneously take out like four dudes in an area because it, it's got what's what what is called showtime mode. Right uh, in hard difficulty, that in in that sense, it's all in real time. Right, time doesn't stop on medium difficulty and lower. Uh, it freezes time, and then you can s- and then you uh, can maneuver each person uh, accordingly, uh, just at the same time. Okay. So in that sense me- medium is kind of more fun because I didn't like how in hard difficulty it it just it doesn't freeze time it just it's all in uh, it just sticks in that real time mode. So uh, I'm kind of torn between switching back and forth between hard because there is an in-game achievement of just getting badges and and whatnot of playing a level on hard mode. so there's mm. that
2: right right So. Big question. Okay. What do you put it? Oh.
0: Well, I would say with all the unique characters, uh, learning their skills, how to manipulate them on levels, it's probably the most engaging... uh, I would say I'm more engaged in the tactics element of this game than a Fire Emblem game, which is extremely high praise. Uh, The executions of of, uh, each character. There's, there, there's, uh, the stories, you know, nothing to write home about. It's, you know, it's kind of your John Wayne style S story. It's a wild west, right? Uh, I am, I can't put it at an S tier despite my love for the game. Like (laughs) I, I get immediately, this is kind of a niche, uh, category for a lot of people. Um. you can play it. You can play it like an action game. It, there's so many different ways to attack and solve the puzzles set up in e- in in each level. Uh, I'm I think it's an easy A, and it's and it's if I would say I was on PC, the camera wouldn't be as cumbersome or tough uh, to get used to. That would be an S tier, but I you know I played it on console. And it is ported to consoles, Xbox One and PS4. Uh, this is going to be one of the high A-tier games of the year. Um, I vastly enjoy this game. If you like tactics, if you like puzzle games, if you like uh, Wild West-type stuff, there's so much to love about this. It's uh, it's flying under the radar, like I said. It just happened to come out the same week as Last of Us 2. Uh, I came across this game just because I like checking Metacritic for new games and things we could possibly cover on the podcast. I saw this one got pretty high scores on Metacritic and so I, I sought out uh, some reviews, some early reviews and holy shit. I I what what a, I, I was like this looks like a game totally up my alley and I'm not disappointed in any conceivable way. This is a slam dunk of a game. It's one it's going to it's I can already say it's going to be one of the best of the year. Uh, for this podcast.
2: Hmm. Very happy with it. Very, 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 very good. You know, look, everything I saw about it, it looks great. It looks like it would be something I would be interested in playing. It's just I can't afford to spend hundred bucks on it at the moment.
0: No, I mean, I mean, I only paid, uh, 40 for it. So it kind of, I mean, for that price, I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to get way more enjoyment out of it than, i would say
2: the 60 i played for last of us 2 <laughs> so yeah. i'm just gonna keep an eye on it at friggin the store and just wait until it gets cheaper
0: oh yeah 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 I, I would for for your for your case jay because you're in australia i would say 50 bucks is a good price for it
2: so half price than it 50. is now gotcha yeah yeah
0: yeah for you for you in your case I would say fifty USD is worth it, but you're in Australian dollars, so that would be still fifty. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but um, you know the uh, dude, I spent a lot of money for this show.
0: <laughs> Speaking of which, my Street of Rage Four uh, physical limited limited run games copy came in the mail today, so I was p- kind of playing that uh, before the podcast.
2: Is it run better digitally or physically, or is there really no difference?
0: Nah, there's no difference at all.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Alrighty, dude. Another. another why a- can't we play game? freaking? That is true. Um, why can't we play Ninjala together? Uh, because Ninjala was made incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Ninjala's a great game. Like it, it's fun. It's it's great, but we were gonna play it together, and we can't play it together.
0: Dude, this was gonna be like I, I was I was looking at this, and I go easy B, right? And then yeah. what, you and I tried to play online, and it's fucking region locked in 2020 for online play. I have never. I can't even conceive that being an issue right until Neither it happened yeah but that yeah. was like the only thing like when okay so it's you me and a guy named uh k uh he actually runs a wrestling podcast uh the big egg Joshi podcast
2: it's very good he's been go, on go the, check it out he's been nice on down as well
0: yeah so we were gonna all play that together and then me and k could get into a room to uh, a, a room together but Jay, apparently, you could not be invited. It was always aired out. Yeah, and that was the only thing I could possibly think of why that would be holding us back. And well, even saying it out loud, I go, "But that doesn't make sense."
2: <laughs> at first, we thought it was like the level five lockout thing because that was a thing.
0: Yeah. So okay, for those that don't know uh, what Ninjala is, it's uh, melee platoon.
2: Yeah, <laughs> essentially, it's yeah. That's exactly it. By the way, I'm a corn person. I don't know. I think you said you're a scroll sword person.
0: Yes, I like the giant The giant fucking kick-your-ass scroll.
2: I like the corn. <laughs> the corn is awesome.
0: So, it has very unique... Like It's all in that Splatoon uh, cartoony style. Uh, it, it maneuvers very similarly. Um, you can... Uh, like a ninja, you can run on walls and, and sides of things. And uh, there's a unique little melee attack system where it's a target... It, okay, you target... And you have Ninja Gum. Okay, Bubble Gum. And each character, or depending on your item, has a different Bubble Gum attack to stun an enemy or utilize via defense. Okay? And to work with that, there's an energy meter. So the larger your energy meter is, then you can um, supersize your weapon uh, to make it stronger. And that's kind of... A goal when you're in the battle royal setting. Um huh. it's not a battle royal setting, it's kind of a free for all. Well, it's yeah, it's a free for all and you gather and you get points. It's uh, via taking enemies out, uh, hitting enemies, uh, connecting. Just uh, there's yeah. So you have your energy meter, you have your bubblegum, and then you have the encounter itself in which You get stunned, and then you can activate your block. And then what that will... uh, What what that will trigger is kind of a... If you get locked in battle with another person... It triggers like this rock, paper, scissors situation... Using up, down, left, right. And... I still haven't figured out what makes you win exactly. Uh, Neither have I. Like... My theory is... If you're on defense, okay... And your opponent picks left, and you pick right, you will then dodge their attack. Okay.
2: Right. That makes if, sense.
0: If you pick, if you both pick right, then it's then it's uh, then it's a draw. And if you pick right, and your attacker picks up or down, now this is what I haven't figured out. Then the attacker will win, and then they'll essentially kill you because <laughs> that's what happens. Yes. Yeah. Uh th- there's a little bit of the battle system I'm still kind of funky on where because it's it seems that there's there is a a powerful attack you can do to take out a person's health bar almost immediately uh as well as actually stun locking somebody. So once you lose your energy bars, then you're pretty much like you got to run away. You got to bolt, okay? so it kind of invokes this cat and mouse game if you really if you're really bent on trying to uh, kill somebody okay uh-huh. uh, there's also a function of points called the epon system where you kill somebody kind of using your last breath so to say and you will get extra points for survival <laughs> so That's kind what of, that was. kind of one of my strategies was once I once I get, uh, I would kind of seek out someone mid-battle and inter- like interfere and try to steal ah. with my health low, and that will give me an e That's why you saw me winning all the time, Jay. You're a dick is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> Although with Kay, when we were playing, I was only going after him. which <laughs> is <just> really funny. Did <laughs> he notice? Oh, yeah. I was talking to him. I was like, where are you, Kay? I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm going to get you. going to get you. Yeah. So Hi. there's a lot of shit talking. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's a fun little game. It's free. Uh, which it's is free a bonus. to play. Free to play. Can't emphasize that enough. Totally free. It's low on gigs. I think it was like, what, two? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't need the Nintendo little network cons- uh, subscription either. Which was a godsend. So that's amazing. And it does have microtransactions. But they're optional. You don't have to do them.
2: It's mostly for cosmetics.
0: I can't believe I'm saying this. Because the game's free, okay? Uh Uh-huh. And nothing in the game is set for pay to win. Uh Uh-huh.
2: You're fine. fine. With microtransactions? You
0: know, I I, I still don't quite approve. If I...
2: I think I had that same kind of... Look, I, I've said in the past, like transactions for cosmetics are fine. If you want to spend money to get a helmet, that's fine. If you want to spend money to get like a jacket, that's fine. If you're paying to win. Well, here's the other thing. That, that's a problem.
0: When you're playing the game, you unlock things as well. You unlock cosmetics. So I'm like, okay, cool. So if you want the stu- if you want the extra little stupid shit, you can buy. It. I guess you could buy that. Okay. Uh, the and Nintendo. I believe has a lot of parental restrictions, so you can't just use your mom's credit card willy-nilly. I mean, I'm sure kids find a way. (laughs) We all were kids at one point, indeed. Yeah. Uh, What I did, Jay, was there is a story mode in the game, and it's four bucks for, I guess, the quote-unquote season one story. I do wish the menu was better. I don't. I don't like the main hub menu. There's no text. It's all just icons, and you don't really know what the icons are until you're over it and learning it. <laughs> so, uh, Story mode's nothing right home about. It's very Splatoon-esque in that way. The story is told through this neat little comic book thing, interactive comic book, so that's kind of funny. Uh, it's definitely more geared towards children. Uh, the first two levels, I was like, okay, first one's a tutorial, second one has a cool little boss battle situation, and the third one was a is a Assassin's Creed follow the person without being noticed mission the entire time, which was horrible. So and I haven't played uh much past that. So, hmm, uh, I pumped four games for four, four dollars into the game. Yeah, four dollars. Probably as enjoyment? much. I oh I definitely got more than four dollars worth of enjoyment. I mean just just uh that one little game night you and I had that was worth the four dollars in itself right there. Yep. Uh, but yeah this this game. Uh, is immediately dropped from my happy beer tier, B tier, beer tier, B tier to C because of the online region lock. That's fucking stupid and shouldn't ever happen in the year 2020.
2: That is true. However, with that being said, it was still a hell of a lot of fun to talk and just talk crap over Discord while we're playing it. Yes. So with that being said, should we make that an after AEW party thing every week?
0: I mean, I I'd be down. I would also For a few games after,
2: after AW, yeah. Yeah, I would probably also be done. So if anyone wants to come play with us um, after AEW, just hit us up and get our yeah. Nintendo network. Mostly JD, because I live in Australia, and you probably can't play with me.
0: <laughs> right. So I'm saying this right now. Retroactively, if they fix the region lock thing, it's do will go back up to a B.
2: For sure. At the but moment, right
0: now, it's, it's C. C. So I will put that in uh, locked. Locked. Ninjala. We have a lot of uh, C-tier games this year.
2: <laughs> well, maybe it's been an average year.
0: Yeah, well... Yeah, it kind of has, really, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm hoping okay, this month Jay. is... Um, hoping this month is better. We've got a couple mm. of interesting things this month, but we'll get to that when we get to it.
0: Oh, yeah, when we do our little... um. Outlook.
2: Preview... preview
0: Okay. All right, Jay. Last of Us Two, Part Two.
2: It's not like we tried to do this the other day after the actual recording. No, not at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, Forgive Jay's audio in case it comes in scratchy, but uh, this is our, I think, third or fourth attempt (laughs) recording Last of Us Part Two. It's almost like this game doesn't want to be reviewed.
2: Um, it's entirely possible. Anyway, you wanted to break this down into what three different segments?
0: Yes, so I got, uh, I wanted to hit the story last, uh, because that's the most controversial part, I suppose, what people have the mm-hmm. most issues with, uh, but I also have it split between graphics and gameplay. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, my mom and I talked 49 minutes over The Last of Us 2, non-spoiler, that's how we started off this podcast. And now here you and I, RJ, two people that have... What was that? My dog's barking. Jesus. It sounded Well, it sounded like someone stabbed the dog or something like in Last of Us 2.
2: <laughs> yeah. You kill a lot of dogs in this game. You sure do. That for yeah. it is a 0 out of 10. Ah.
0: <laughs> so... Uh, graphically, this is top fucking notch. The entire game. Top to bottom. Agreed? Agreed. Seamless, agreed. Yeah, seamless transitions and cutscenes. Uh, level. This level of detail is unlike anything I've ever seen. There's cracking of ice, indentions and mud, the flowing of grass tops that of what I saw in The Witcher 3. Uh, that was kind of like a big... That's like the top bar that I've set, in my gaming experience. But the uh, environmental presence in this game, Jay. Environmental immersion is the word I'm using. You know what that is? Um... I think so? Well, tell me what you think it means.
2: Alright, um... Does it mean, like, you're being... Emerged and not being able to tell things apart from the, I don't know. You're
0: not very good at this. No, I'm not. <laughs> so environmental immersion is your sense of your sense of wonder and being a part of the world in front of you. Okay. Ah,
2: yeah. Okay. I wouldn't have gotten that.
0: Well, that's my definition of it. Okay.
2: Right.
0: So, like, when you first get to Seattle and you see all the buildings and you know, and and you have your map and you can look up, see the direction you need to go, and th- it's as simple as that, right? And then it's the it's the sense of setting the game up for these environmental, uh, emotional journeys that you go through. So I've written down uh, a few parts of the game where you 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 heavily get this environmental immersion because it's such an important part in a way the last of us 2 if it like didn't have the story at all uh the immersion is so good that you almost it's almost not even needed right uh the story in certain parts does add to it a lot because of how you feel what the characters feel uh throughout the journey so um i already mentioned the uh arrival in seattle and you see all the the buildings and everything and, yeah. uh, side note on the buildings, as I before I get to other parts, uh, so I was playing just before Last of Us 2 came out, and I'm still sort of playing it, is uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga. Never heard of it. Okay, well, we just covered it on the Retro Gaming Podcast in the Sega RPGs episode, and you are in a pseudo-open world, and you're, you travel throughout the uh the stage okay but because of the limitations of gaming gaming back then you would have to kind of more or less open a map try and fill it out uh think of a direction you want to go and then you would go in that what you think is the direction of the game because you can't see that far and then hope everything renders in what you think and direction you need to go so in modern games today you just you're already you already see all, all of it in front of you Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild is probably the greatest example of that. Oh, look, there's a flying bird in the distance. I'm going to go that direction. There you go. Right? That's what you get in many sections of this game. You know, Ellie points to the hospital where she wants to go, and she thinks Abby's there, so the camera will kind of pan upwards. Oh, that's the direction of the hospital. Go that way. Cause you I already think he's see-
2: going to make that.
0: And you make your own way there. You don't need a map. Gotcha,
2: gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah,
0: and the and the game is made so well in, it's not totally linear, but everything funnels, somehow funnels in that direction you need to go. Right.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yep. 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 yep, yep. I wouldn't have been able to explain it that well. So, yes, I 100% agree. So, all,
0: all, all, other... Other other uh, environmental immersion uh, excellent areas is uh, driving the boat in the sunken areas of Seattle while it's raining, and then it leads up to a massive thunderstorm, almost like a hurricane's going off. You burst out into the ocean, the waves are crashing down on you, thunder and lightning are... It, it's just that environment is, in it itself, is inducing fear, because that's what you think the character is going through. yeah.
2: Also, I hated the boat controls. Yeah, I don't understand why.
0: It controlled like a boat.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just, I've been playing that many games lately. Like, I didn't like the Halo controls.
0: Have you never driven a boat before?
2: No. Oh. No, no, no. It's the control scheme they had for the boat. Like, I didn't like the Halo sort of setup to it. Because it played, like, it was like the Halo kind of water controls. Which, like, if I had been playing Halo before this, I wouldn't have had a problem. But I don't know. I just didn't like the controls.
0: Hmm. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Have you driven a boat? I have driven a boat before. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah that that uh, that whole scene and sequence of her getting to the aquarium and the waves crashing on the boat really really cool scene. Uh, the uh, I thought uh, another cool scene was the park. The over the park with the over. It's kind of like turned into an overgrown forest over times of sorts. Elongated grass. You. It's almost like a Jurassic Park scene. And you. That's when the game introduces the third party group known as the Scars.
2: Okay. <laughs> Ominous.
0: Yeah. So you got you got the tall grass. You got all the things, and they're 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 using whistles as a form of their communication. It's really wild stuff. It it, it's all of that. The environment itself provides that extra atmosphere and fear to it all. Uh, yeah. Do you have any other examples? I got a couple more listed, but I want to know if uh things are coming up to you now of certain things because you could really argue that every section of the game kind of prevents presents its its own immersive techniques.
2: Yeah, did the island uh, with um, Abby was another one so I thought it was the island with Abby you mean yeah like when you're at the scars island
0: yeah where they did almost nothing in it in the game
2: (laughs) yeah but like you gotta admit it felt like a completely different area to everything else
0: yeah it felt like they should have spent more time on the island
2: (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's entirely possible yeah wouldn't be a podcast
0: without your mom in the background would it
2: no, do you want to pause it?
0: No, it's fine. We'll just keep going. Okay. Right, we've we've okay. tried to record this enough.
2: Second. <laughs> <I'm sick laughs> of it. Game doesn't deserve a fifth try. <laughs> no, it shouldn't. You, you should. you are sure happy about that. It's about there. No. Okay. That's fine.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to listen to the background. <laughs> no, you uh, don't go. So uh, the sky, the Seattle skyscraper was a cool scene. And if you've noticed, uh, there's only those couple scenes, two three scenes I listed with Ellie, of these cool of these cool sections. Uh, everything else is Abby's section, the second oh half of the game. Okay, the Seattle skyscraper mm-hmm. where you're where you have to ascend to the top of one and then back down another. You know, and you have to oh, go dude, across the
2: what? I freaking loved that part. Like it was so. <sighs> And it reminded me kind of, of Mirror's Edge to an extent.
0: Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, like, but, oh boy, the balancing mechanic I did not have fun with.
0: I didn't have a problem with it. Did it, did it induce, like, because uh... they try to tell you that Abby has uh, vertigo, and then they make fun of her for it. Like, it's her made-up fear of heights. Very strange choice. Yeah, like every-
1: everyone's
2: got their own weakness. Maybe this is just hers. 'Cause let's be honest here, she is built like a freaking tank. She works out.
1: She works out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no? Okay. Okay.
0: Uh i I keep getting distracted by your mom in the in the background.
2: <laughs> I don't know why she's yelling, but okay.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna mute you for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's gonna happen here and i'm gonna talk and then unmute you uh when i'm done talking okay (laughs) okay so uh yes the the skyscraper part was was very awesome uh there's an uh, there's a six scene where this uh i guess it's a crane that's the only thing connecting the building and what the scars have done is they've created Pseudo bridge of sorts, and you have, and the only way to go from one end to the other is to cross this this uh, scaffolding. And it's very cool how there's fog and everything happening. The wind is picked up; you really feel it all. And then the game descends the you descend the floors of the building, and it slowly gets more and more dangerous as you go down because you encounter more zombies. Okay, the 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 clickers and whatnot, and some shamblers, and a bunch of the different enemy types uh, going through this. One of the better parts of the game, for sure. And uh, in the meantime, you're kind of talking to this uh, side character, Lev, who whom really plays a minimal role. Uh, it felt like they could have... Uh, anyways, that's more story part. So the skyscraper part was really was really cool. And then Abby's part of being in a hospital, and she has to go to the quarantine lower floors. Known at, they 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 you know it as Ground Zero, where zombie growth has evolved and no one's been down there for for ages. Uh, they don't know what it's like. This this is my favorite part in the game. This felt like it belonged in either the first game or Resident Evil game. It was incredible. It was the best environmental inver- immersion part I experienced the entire game. Uh, and it also led to the only pure boss fight in the entire game, uh, which... I think they should have done a lot more of this easily. Uh cuz then it could have led to a lot more interesting enemies. Uh you could have used Abby uh you could have used Abby's uh attributes more, etcetera, etcetera. And then the climactic battle scene on Scar Island, uh Jay you mentioned the island itself just that last scene where the wolves are are attacking the island, and there's fighting, there's burning buildings, and a fight with a... There's that r- cool, random Super Scar fight that you have. Uh, Would have been much cooler if, you know, it was a character we knew and was introduced to and had anything to do with anything. Uh, but cool fight nonetheless, and a cool scene of all, all g- going through all the burning buildings. It kind of reminded me of something out of, like, Uncharted 3. So, uh this the this is the environmental immersion is where I think the guy- ga- the game shines the most, and uh a reason why and graphically why the game is it's, it is at least average just on this part of its own merit so however, I can't help but feel that with a much better told story and all these moments actually. Ending with something impactful in gameplay, like say the Yakuza series, how that does it very well. Uh, this one always ends with a climactic cutscene each and every time. So let's go back to that uh, that uh, climactic scene on Scar Island, where you're uh, going through the burning buildings and such, and and yes, you do get to fight the uh, the dude with the the uh, the super dude on Scar Island, but. It's a very short fight. It's it's all about showing you gore rather than you actually playing something. And then it continues there for actually a few minutes and it just shows you kind of rowing away, watching all the destruction happen. It's all about the scene instead of the gameplay. The Yakuza series, it's it's always a fight, right? You're always fighting something, you're always do something. Everything leads every the whole purpose is leading up to that particular fight. This battle scene on Scar Island wasn't leading up to that fight. It was leading up to the escape, and the escape was a cutscene, not the fight. So that's where the Yakuza series separates itself as something of a better-told story with gameplay, rather than what The Last of Us Two, uh, Last of Us Part Two, here did with uh, cutscenes, with uh, making the gameplay secondary or even third in a, in a lot of cases. So Jay, I'm gonna turn it. Over. I'm gonna take you off mute. I hope your mom's uh, not talking, and you can kind of give me your thoughts over everything I just said.
2: I'm gonna swap over to my phone so I can go into a different area of the house. <laughs> well, she doesn't seem to be too loud right now, so keep going. That's yeah, because someone else is talking on the phone.
0: Oh, good. So perfect time. Go.
2: Ah. <laughs> oh. Like I said, I gotta swap out to my phone. Give me a minute. It's good comedy. <laughs> alright, hang on, I'll swap out to my phone. Drag oh. you back into the goal.
0: Okay, alright. Jay's gonna try and uh salvage this moment as he swaps over. Okay. Jay you there? I'm here. Wow The cracking's gone what? as
2: well. Why does my phone sound better than my friggin' snowball? I don't know. Moving on. Mm. You yeah, know, like, you're absolutely right. The The only thing that had the boss fight was the... What do they call it? The Ground Zero area in the basement, which was freaking awesome. Um, kind of wish you got built up to a little bit more, but, you know, got to do what you got to do, I guess. Well, there was a
0: lot of hints and, and things. I mean, they kind of hinted at you right away. You don't know what fucking down there. You don't know what's evolved, right?
2: Yeah, but, I don't know, like... I guess they're like a opportunity. They could have done some more foreshadowing.
0: Um. Well, I mean, they foreshadowed what was going to happen because after you uh, got the generator going, something like bursted through the wall and crawled through. You're like, what is in there? And then Abby has to go through there. And you're like, ah. Oh,
2: <laughs> so. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. You're right. I completely forgot that part. Yeah. But, yeah, like. <sighs> We had this problem with friggin' Resident Evil 3, like, um, cutscenes and them taking the ability away from you to finish stuff.
0: Yes, you yourself are not finishing uh, what's happening, and that's... that Again, yeah, you're right. That was a problem we had in Resident Evil 3. We're not saying it's horrible, it's just why why make the decision to take that away from the experience? Because that's what's happening. You're taking away from the experience. You just want... You want us to do the ooh and ah, rather than uh, something... Pull the trigger. Yeah, exactly. We're not pr- pulling the trigger yet. Yeah. Like, why am I not physically rowing away from the island? Yep. Right? And, and being able to see it all, and then it just pans out from there. That's how it should do. Um, so, big bummer on Last of Us Part Two, but some really cool s- s- uh, sets nonetheless... Uh gameplay. Let's talk about gameplay. Unless you have something to add to uh, uh graphics and whatnot. Jay? Jay. Did you disappear? Oh Jay disappeared.
2: Jay you're back. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Why's my phone <laughs> freaking hate me? Everything's going wrong. <laughs> uh gameplay. Let's talk about gameplay. Gameplay was solid. Gameplay was good. You didn't like the st- being forced into sort of a stealthy sort of play, which I get why they did it. But sometimes I just wanted to let things burn.
1: Mm.
0: So I-, I thought the way the game plays is very solid. Okay? But it's exactly like the first game. But now, with less and adds really nothing. Okay? They don't add anything. Like, it was just basic weapons. A, a knife. Abby gets a shiv, but you have to you have to make it so she doesn't have a knife, I guess. Uh the AI is fucking awesome though. Like there's flanking oh. by the wolves. Uh the scars communicate through the whistle, so if you kill one mid whistle, the others realize this and head straight to that area. Like yep. that shit was awesome.
2: You're absolutely right. The dogs I killed so many puppers in this game, dude, and it made me feel bad.
0: Well, they shouldn't be assholes. Well,
2: <laughs> like, I shouldn't friggin' like... This. I, don't, I, don't, I don't like killing dogs.
0: <laughs> uh, well, this game trained me and conditioned me to hate dogs.
2: <laughs> did it also train you And ki- oh, by the way, I just wanted to throw this out there. By the end of this game, dude, Lev was an orphan. Therefore, you must not like this game.
0: <laughs> You're right. She was an orphan. Uh, Boy. Well, I did think Lev was a dumbass. So,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, <laughs> no arguments here. <laughs> I like the fact that they differentiated like um certain weapons for like the certain people, like. Ele-
0: oh, I think Jay just c- cut cut out again. <laughs> what a disaster! Oh, Last of Us Two, Last of Us Part Two, you've done this to us. <laughs> Uh, I wonder how long he'll, uh, it'll take for him to come back. <laughs> oh my god. This is amazing. The best.
2: Boy. Okay. AJ? Dude, this is freaking terrible. What's going on? <laughs> Lots of problems. So... <sighs> Why do I keep getting kicked out of the freaking call? So where was I?
0: I don't remember. I'm too distracted by you getting kicked out.
2: <laughs> well, are you kicking me, or is it just being retarded?
0: No, it's just being being stupid.
2: <laughs> okay. So what I was saying was, um, I like the fact that like each person had the different loadouts. Like they didn't have the exact same weapons. Like uh, Abby gets the crossbow, and Ellie gets the normal bow, and like they did play differently. They didn't have the same feel to them.
0: Oh yes, that's yes, I agree with that. Absolutely. You know what? You're right, Jay. You're right.
2: Like as we as we established before, Ellie, which was established in the first game, has the switchblade. But like as you said, Abby has to make the shivs, which may click as a threat again. I I couldn't help but realize because hmm. they were not a threat while you were Ellie. Uh
0: no. Uh well, actually, zombies in general during this game, uh, were secondary. They were not. They they played almost zero importance. Uh, I don't know if you felt this, but. I, the only part I ever felt fear in this game, like true fear of the, uh, zo- well, zombies, or you can throw people in there too, or the uh, without the environment, it was that underground uh, uh, medical area, Ground Zero. That was the only part where I felt fear because it was setting up tension and anticipating this big thing that I'm going to encounter. That was the only time I felt fear. Everything else was uh eh, it's more clickers I'll probably get a, I'll probably get jump scared. Ah ooh ah uh, whatever.
2: <laughs> oh no a clicker is coming at me from right ahead while I'm trying to sneak through this very narrow corridor. Right, uh, it was
0: just always a jump scare. It was it was it was dumb because then I I stopped getting jump scared because I just expected it.
2: They introduced the shamblers in a way which made them sound scary, and then, like, you see them and you're like, okay, this isn't even as, like, this isn't even as bad as a friggin' bloater.
0: No, remember? Okay, so that's a great example, actually, of something uh, I want to get into a little bit here is the bloater in the first game was that epic boss battle-type setting because the game uh, sets up you with your weapons at a low level where it's hard to kill this bloater in that school gym, and it's fucking awesome right? Yep. The Shambler, they go, ah, it's a Shambler, and then you're above in the rafters, and you're like, okay, and I was kind of, I was chopping at the bits, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm gonna get, like, a boss fight or something, and then and, and then you drop down, and it's no big deal.
2: Yeah, like, the only thing that was differentiated from the other zombies was the fact that you couldn't, like, grab it and stab it.
0: That was it. It was nothing. They could have easily set set the game up uh, for for a much... More epic encounter with a with your first shambler or two or three, you know, may, maybe yeah. establish that the shamblers go up in groups. The um the stalkers are another example of a very disappointing enemy, and that's yeah. really the only second new one in the in the entire game.
2: Besides your boss fight, do you count that as a new enemy?
0: No, I don't.
2: Yeah. Like an enemy we're, was we're... something
0: that should be uh uh you you keep encountering or or uh maybe that opens up something for another enemy to uh to encounter later something Look,
2: the three or four times that i um the, like the three or four times in the game the bloaters were a thing like they were not easy to deal with like they weren't as bad as the first game because they came in later but sure. they were still kind of a challenge mm.
0: I, I mean, okay, so there was a Shambler boss fight, I remember, when you get to, like, the arcade area in the bar. You remember that? Uh, Driving yeah. on the boat with Ellie, and uh, you crash through the, you. the ceiling into an arcade, and there's a, a Shambler in there. No, that it was, was a, bloater. a Bloater. That was a Bloater fight. But I had I had so much ammo, I just hit it with, like, three Molotov cocktails and hit it with a shotgun once, and it was dead. Like, it was just nothing. <laughs> it took no- it yeah. took yeah it was just immediately dead so
2: um i also like i don't know if you had the same problem that i did or it wasn't really a problem given the circumstances and things but like did you always seem to have more than enough supplies
0: yes so this is where this is this was this was my issue in the gameplay so uh the game to me made made uh forced you to play its way okay And the only section I didn't feel that way was the very last chapter in the game going through, like, the rattlesnake compound or whatever they're called. The slavers. The slavers compound, yeah. That was the only area I felt like I could play uh, either utilizing the zombies to my advantage, which I thought was a really cool mechanic that they only let you do, like, twice before that.
2: Go go 28 weeks later on their
0: ass. Go 28 days later on their ass, exactly. (laughs) Uh... Going guns blazing, which was a total option that you could do because there were so many dudes around that you could take their ammo. so You're always filled up to go go guns blazing. Or if you're a master of stealth, which is kind of what the game teaches you to do the entire time, basically, in my experience, uh, that was it. So those are your three options in the game, and it's only that very last section that you do. And by that time, I was kind of checked out of the game at that point. So uh, most of my experiences were... Uh, being forced to play one of those ways. So I was always filled up on ammo because eight times out of ten, uh, I I was... Because um, eight times out of ten, I was forced to play stealth. So I'm not using the ammo. And then, uh, if I was playing Guns Blazing, it's because like the dogs were involved or uh there's a there's a whole section where it's a um uh a maze of houses in a is in a residential area so that area in itself is a guns blazing bucket area and that was a common trope in the game where it's forcing you to use ammo but because the clips and everything are so small that you go through it almost immediately and and you're forced to kind of run and that's how you end a lot of areas is just running away which I get it It's, it fits the it fits the mold of the world because you, you're one person and realistically you shouldn't be mowing down hundreds of people but the game in storyline tells you that you're doing this right so that's right. that's really lame how that's handled right yeah uh, I did like the mechanic of using the clickers to your advantage, like there's uh, when you get into the subway area, and it's you and Dina, uh, Ellie's um, girlfriend. Uh, oh, what are we gonna do? We're trapped, and you throw a bottle uh, across the room, and that that uh, attracts the clickers to over there, and then the military dudes, the wolves, see them, and then they all attack each other, and you can kind of go out the other side. It does it, it yeah, does it another hi. time in the game, too. That's, that's really cool, and I think that could have been used more in the game of using the zombies in the zombie apocalypse to your strategic advantage if you so chose
2: yeah i 100 agree that um those moments which you just spoke about were way too few and far between
0: yeah and that was my problem in shadow of the tomb raider well it's a game i liked but all of your game gameplay options and choices you only do once Rather rather huh? than making it a strategic element of the game and make it frequent enough that make it frequent enough that you love it, but don't make it too frequent where it's overbearing. Okay. There I know it's yep. it's, it's it's a middle ground you have to meet. This game was just way under that. And that's a problem.
2: Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um You're absolutely right. So uh
0: Let's see. I also have... A, uh, okay, and that's kind of, I found the upgrade system to be pretty much entirely worthless, in my experience.
2: Eh, hey, look, the only thing it really did was add crosshairs.
0: Which adds nothing. So why have yeah. it? And there's so much Mate, animation think- at all, it's like, they really worked way too hard on these... on such a minuscule part of the game.
2: <laughs> Are you telling me that you did not like the way that you opened cupboards?
0: That was actually quite irritating.
2: see the first one like you just spam the triangle button is because like joe just like leaps from like corner to corner because like within a split second (laughs) yeah
0: because that's fine it's a video game (laughs) i don't want to have to uh like the when i first saw that animation of opening a cupboard where they bend down open it up kind of step to the left the door opens then they step in then they got to look underneath and then they grab it and then the arm puts it in their little sack That's all part of the animation sequence, and you have to wait. And so when you're scavenging, it takes forever. (laughs) Red Dead Redemption 2 had a lot of that. I didn't like that either.
2: Oh, yeah, dude. Mad Max at the moment has a lot of that, too. It's pissing me off. Ugh, gross. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I guess. wish, like, sometimes uh, when it comes to those sort of cinematic-y things, like, I get why they're there, but at the same time, like, what an option to turn them off, be used? I don't know. Like, is it possible to implement or not?
0: I'm sure they could implement it in this game. I mean, did you go into the options and see how accessible and and uh, customi- customizable
2: you could make your gaming experience? I mean, that is one thing I will give this game credit for. Like, it was very user-friendly. Like, if you wanted to have the collectibles read to you, they would read it to you because you're lazy. <laughs> very true. <laughs> if you wanted to, like make the game accessible for colorblind people it would do that like mm-hmm. it had a lot of settings in this game to make it like accessible for anyone pretty much yeah so and more games like i i i appreciated that like if it's not too hard to implement like maybe more games should implement that sort of thing but at the same time like maybe go a little bit easier on the unnecessary pulling the gun apart friggin <laughs> clean, clean it, it stroke <laughs> it pet it <laughs> Give it some love, and then put it back in your bag so you can shoot it once and then run out of ammo.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, so Jay... It's a good... It's a fine game. Go ahead. All right, so we both have our pros and cons, and we haven't even talked about the story.
2: (laughs) Well, AEW's in twenty minutes, do so we have time to talk about the story?
0: Yes we do. Okay.
2: So I'm
0: gonna go through my thought process of the story. Okay. Then you can go through yours or interrupt me as
2: follows. How does that sound? Okay. Or do you just wanna get that your sounds...
0: stuff out of the way? Because I have I have I have notes.
2: <laughs> no. Um you you by all means take your notes and I will Come in, in, sporadic, sporadic. That ain't it. Was sporadic radically. intervals, right. and um, we will to see if we have the same things. Okay.
0: So this is what I this is what I want you to do. I want you to just say, "JD, I have something to say," and just jump the fucking shut me down. Okay. Okay. So it's definitely a game made to live and die by its story. Okay. Correct. So. If a game's story is the most important part about how you do and react to everything in the game, then you have to implement this and write this well. Okay? Correct. Yes. Just like a TV show. If the TV show has a good idea, the idea means nothing if it's not... Executed properly. (laughs) The Witcher Three on Netflix is a good story that has good characters, but the beginning makes no fucking sense.
2: (laughs) I haven't seen that show yet. Yeah,
0: that's just kind of one example that a lot of people have seen. Okay, fair enough. So, the first Last of Us was a game with excellent characters, a compelling story, good pacing. The journey across the country matched up with evolving gameplay. And I have to say, The Last of Us 2 has arguably none of that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, hold on. There's a journey across the country? In the first one. Yeah, the, the, the second one also has a journey across the country.
0: Well, the journey is across some of the country and all of Seattle. That is the journey. Okay?
2: Well, maybe Seattle is a country.
0: But what do you ex- what do you experience on this journey? That so, the journey across the country in the first game was the growth and connection of Joel and Ellie. Okay, correct. That is why we grew to love these characters so much. What is correct. our journey in The Last of Us Part Two? Revenge. What else?
2: That that that's it.
0: That's it, exactly. So your whole purpose is this revenge plot. Very, very lazy, lazy, weak story element, okay? Now, not to say you can't make something grand and adventurous out of it all. I just watched Vinland Saga. I've read Vinland Saga. That's a revenge story, but guess what? The Outer Line plot of it all is an epic adventure and has more to it than just revenge. This just has revenge.
2: Yep. Sometimes it's a story, not the destination. Right. So, uh,
0: now that I've said that, this game doesn't give two shits about characters, nor character arcs, especially the ones from the first game.
1: (laughs) Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because they focus more on the new characters. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Ha- they
0: absolutely focus on the new characters. Um, they beat down the previous ones. Joel uh, has his death at the beginning of the game, and the rest is essentially spitting on him, setting up an Ellie revenge plot. That's all it is. It's very unimaginative, and but at the least, it, it it's heading so. You would think that the journey of Ellie of like self discovery and maybe maybe self realization and growth over the time is the journey, right? Or heading to the big payoff at the end would be good. Did you get any of that? Um Um No. No. What did Ellie learn? Nothing. All and and it's not just she didn't she she failed in the revenge the first time, they do it twice. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. Uh so no. Uh half the game you even play is the character that killed Joel. This is Abby we're talking about. Uh you're conditioned to hate this character from the get-go because She's the one that has killed your beloved Joel. He's not a nice guy by any means, but she tortured and beat his ass with a golf club right in front of Ellie, the other character we love from the first game, and sets up the story. You're even told in this one at the start that these two are your lovable main characters. These are the two you should be invested in and reach their uh uh psychoclimactic realization in in, in the end. But no... In a climactic moment of the game, it goes, bang, 180. Now we're in a park playing as Abby, and, oh, look, there's her loving father, blah de blah blah I don't know about you, Jay, but when that happened, I go, what's going on, and why is this happening?
2: (laughs) I, yeah, that, um, Mm. pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that
0: first hour and a half with Abby, I was so annoyed. It was just walking and talking, nothing happening. This was as bad as that stupid robot arm section in Final Fantasy VII remake. <laughs> oh, that section wasn't that bad. Yes, it was. It was. It was atrocious. <laughs> it was there for like half an hour. It was fine. Uh, it was forty. It was at least forty-five minutes. I remember this, but this was even longer. It was twice that. So, <laughs> this game, uh. Takes and makes such a focus on Abby, right? At this point, to make it, it, it manipulates you, right? It, it, everything about the game from that point on, like all the cool weapons are Abby's, all the cool, uh, emotional moments and uh, a character growth. It's Abby, right? Uh, you have to feel for her because her revenge is also justified. You have to feel. It's like no, we watched the first five minutes of the game, her beaten. Some ass, right? To death in Torture's in tortures fashion. Okay? Correct. And then Abby's section just never ends. Just never ends. It's... And while this is all going on, it manipulates you into thinking Ellie is actually the bad guy and Abby is good. Right? Yeah. You spent 12 hours hating this person. This is yep. all so terrible, okay? It's all about trying to humanizing her. Like, oh, you get to pet the dog and blah de blah blah Like, all of that. It's all character manipulation.
2: Very important question. Okay. How long did you play Fetch with the Papa?
0: I threw it once. I threw it the bare minimum I
2: could. Because those
0: asshole dogs were attacking me for a good Ten hours of this experience.
2: <laughs> you know, I get you, but that papa dude, that papa was a was a good papa. It, it played fetch, and I played fetch with the papa.
0: Yeah, well, when a dog comes for night, my neck, I'm looking at another dog going, "You're not getting my neck again, buddy."
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you also got so. to you you, you, you you don't realize that when you were Ellie, you you killed that dog later.
0: Oh, I'm so well aware. That, I didn't care about that, that dog,
2: dog. Let let that dog have some fun while it's alive. Yeah.
0: So um. It's so much walking and talking, not doing anything while you're Abby for a lot of it. There is some good environmental immersion, no doubt. There are some good scenes, no doubt. We talked about them. But it's so—it's still so much walking and talking, stealth with no real goal that you feel, but fuck, you got time to play Fetch with Fido. <laughs> like, what? Uh... So, I'm not kidding when I say Last of Us 2 feels like three completely different games. One game is Ellie, one game is Abby, and then the last two hours, that third chapter, where it's Ellie Revenge Part 2, is a third game entirely. That's how I felt playing this. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I can, I I see exactly, exactly your points.
0: Yeah. Um... So furthermore, cha- the changing of Ellie, I don't understand. She's now dark and disturbed and maintains none of her original character. There's no evolution. It's all off-screen development outside of the Joel death, right? Because that's her revenge, right? That's that's her her character now. It's just super revenge girl. Uh, the story being told in a super jumbled mess makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> which is funny because it's just part one, you're Ellie, revenge. Part two, you're Abby, not so revenge. She's loving, whatever. And then they meet in the middle. They beat each other's ass. They leave because it's like revenge actually bad. And then cuts to the farm later and Ellie's like all happy and whatever and no, revenge bad again. So go back there. It's like,
2: oh, why? <laughs> I thought the game was done when I was on the farm to be honest with you. Yeah,
0: it felt like the ending, right? Sure did. And you still had like two hours left. <laughs> Made no sense to me yeah yeah so um let's see here uh so top my head uh before the game even came out i had probably like many people out there uh many theories on the story where this could go and for fun let's include how the game starts with introducing joel and ellie living in jackson wyoming okay i even played this game with my mom uh because she only played X amount or she only quote unquote played X amount of it. And when I informed her like what the rest of the game was, th- I wish I had this on tape, Jay. I really do. I told her at the halfway point in the game, when they finally meet, it cuts and you go back three days and now you play as Abby. And she goes, what, why the fuck would I want to play as that bitch?
2: That's amazing.
0: <laughs> it was, I, I was dying. And that's the point, right? You don't want to play as her. You never do. Yeah. No. The only way that would have worked is if you're intertwining the stories as you play the game.
2: Kind of like
0: GTA. Yes. You know what? Grand Theft Auto Five is a great example of intertwining stories and characters. And it's, hey, look at my, it's not, yeah, smart. it's not even set up to be that in uh, as grandiose as this one. This would have been a good game to do that in, you know. Um, so I thought, okay, we're in Jackson. How will Ellie's immune immunity impact the story now? What about Joel and Ellie's rift in their relationship when Ellie finds out? Which they tackle, but it leads to nothing, right? Uh, a huge part of the ending is that is that's from the first game. That's a huge part of it. How will the introduction of new characters impact our cast? Well, as it turns out, you should only care about the new characters and forget about the cast. They impact them in no way.
2: Maybe the Lost of Us story is gonna be about Abby.
0: Oh, it for sure is. She's the one that's now off into the distance with Lev and whatever, so. Um, I thought I, you know, the more I was playing the game, I thought, okay, we're gonna get uh we're gonna get the 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 scars and the in the 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 cult we're gonna get a whole thing about them. It's it has this big religious tone. So here I am thinking, oh I bet this woman's immune. I bet she has like some some a bit, maybe it's a drug filled society and it's all controlled and something along those lines. And then in just a passing conversation with our character Lev, we're just walking with Abby and Lev just goes, oh yeah, she died years ago and the people are just using the text to do their own thing. Like, what the fuck? You can't even do that right, this stupid game.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I also thought she was going to be immune. But you're right, she's she's dead.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just, no, she's dead, whatever. Forget about her. That's not important. It's just another group of people.
2: They they, they just just hate about your enemies.
0: Someone's calling me. And my phone, freaking out. Okay, that's probably nothing. (laughs) <laughs> so let's talk about the ending. We got five minutes left before AEW. Um, first, Abby lets Ellie live, and then a seemingly unnecessary final chapter with Ellie traveling again for revenge. And then Ellie lets Abby live because she can't do it. And then she goes back to the farm. Everyone's gone. She's all alone. She's missing two fingers. We don't know what happened to Abby. She left on the boat because she was in the slaver's compound for a while. We don't know what happened to her there. She's tortured. Uh, and And then the game isn't over because it's got to show Ellie on the farm, all broken alone on the stupid farm. uh And then she puts the guitar away. It's like, why all of this, all of it meant nothing.
2: All of yeah. it meant nothing. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much.
0: So my thoughts on the story was it was a horribly imp- implemented, poorly executed piece of shit. But I liked a lot of the gameplay. The graphics were among the best. Those are my thoughts. Like I loved a lot a lot about the game what it had to offer, but when the story was here, I just kind of was mute and checked out and this was very subpar.
2: Yeah. That that you nailed it on the head. Yeah.
0: I I really I really felt like they added nothing to the world. They only broke down the previous characters. So why why? Why?
2: Why indeed?
0: I don't. I don't understand. If if you've watched any TV show at any point in time, if you've watched like people got mad at the end of Game of Thrones that final season, people got mad at uh, you know certain Star Wars stories, you know not meshing together properly. You know, people got mad at Walking Dead. People got mad at Walking Dead. Why? Because the story fell apart, right? And right. you can say, ah, oh, it wasn't executed. It wasn't implemented. Yeah, because it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's shit. It didn't do its job. Uh, what? okay, yep. you got we we got one more final thought. Jay, what was your uh big takeaway or critique of the story?
2: Um can we just get rid of Abby? <laughs> can we just like pull it? Like I I know like Ellie forgives her and stuff, and it's a whole friggin' Does she? hold on it's it's like a story of growth where like, oh no, revenge is not the answer, but can I just like shoot her in the face
0: you You know what now that you mention it, I thought when those two boats were there, and Ellie's like on the beach and staring at one boat alone, and the other is Abby going in the distance. I thought the game was going to give you a choice to beat her ass and kill her or let her live and you walk and you walk away on her own.
2: Would you have beat her ass and killed her? I would have beat her ass and killed her. <laughs> And then Ellie probably would have died because Lev would have shot her with a bow. (laughs) You know, I was expecting that to happen, too. Yes, I was.
0: That didn't happen. But no, the game didn't give you that choice. The game doesn't give you a choice for a lot of things. It's all about Uh, playing out this horribly executed story.
2: It sure is. I give it a C. You give it a C. Okay. But gameplay's fine. Gameplay's fun. Gameplay's great. Well, besides the super animations of every little detail that you don't need. Everything's fine. Like it works well. Game like it, it's fine. It's fun. But like story wise, it it's it's a flaming pile of dog crap. Uh so
0: my mom actually gave it a C as well. Uh I'm still gonna give it a B. <laughs> but being that you and my mom gave it C's it's overall a C. So, holy shit. Uh, I think it's on the higher end of C's that we've played this year. But now that I think about it, it's just a higher grade made Resident Evil 3 remake. <laughs> How about that? How's that for a comment? That do it for you, Jay? Jay? I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> so overall it gets what? a C. Why
2: does Discord hate us today? I don't know.
0: So uh real quick, uh, we got three games listed for July. Might add more. It's Deadly Premonition 2, Paper Mario the Origami King, and Ghost of Tsushima, my most anticipated game of the year. That's also the one, again, that my mom will be uh, checking out as well. Hey guys, It's is Bradley for Retrocast, Modern Game Edition. Jay from the SmackDown Podcast, and of course, from us too. See you next time.